Christmas it gave you die hard but the very next day nothing had changed this year home alone is here to give you a dope ass wild card wild card oh that was beautiful we really fucking nailed it okay yeah Lyrics by Hollywood Me. Steve. Yeah. Wrote those earlier. <laughs> Music by Uncle Ben. Yeah, yeah. You brought it. Welcome, dead and lovely Christmas listeners, <laughs> to this very special Crimbus installment of Dead and Lovely. You're, it's so damn Crimbus right oh now. Oh my God. The Crimbus pole is all greased up. Crimbus bush. I'm sorry. It's yeah. Crimbus bush. You gotta bru- you gotta- it's a Festivus pole. Yeah, you got to bring the Festivus pole to the Crimbus bush. Yeah. And then, of course, you have the airing of grievances. Of course, yes. Feats of strength. And then it's Krimpus. Then Krimpus, yeah. Welcome to our very special holiday wild card bonanza here on Dead and Lovely. Of course, this is typically your absolute favorite horror movie review podcast in all the known multiverse. But every now and then, we like to throw these busters a wild card and talk about something that's not horror related at all. I like to refer to our listeners as busters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, busters. <laughs> Lady Lady Gaga's got the monsters. We got the busters. We got the busters. Yeah, I think that makes sense, mm-hmm. doesn't it? So, yeah, you guys are tuning in to a very special holiday episode. And, um, Steve, I'm going to start this thing off with a question I have to ask you. Uh-oh. There has been a moral dilemma. Oh, boy. That has really been like... It's been a borderline existential crisis for mm-hmm. me lately, where it's been in my mind and it's not been leaving it. Okay. Okay, let me ask you this. So, <laughs> I am now a man of 34 years. Mm. I'm a 34-year-old man. I'm a full-grown man. Outlived Jesus. Take yeah, that. exactly. Yeah, fucking beat his record. Yeah. Chomp. <laughs> I ain't even trying. Yeah, yeah. seriously. I've stayed away from crosses, but still. Uh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. that is true. Yeah. <laughs> He, he he would just flaunt. He would go stand in front of crosses and then do the Christ pose. Yeah. It's like, oh, look, look at, this, at the Romans. Huh? Right? Like, huh? Getting mm-hmm. any ideas? Mm-hmm. Huh? <laughs> All right, Steve. So I'm a grown-ass man, and yet, yeah. still, mm-hmm. and let me ask you if this is something that plagues you. Okay. Anytime that I'm in the grocery store, right, and I see anybody else and they're walking around with like a big old, like like a big like family sized pack of toilet paper. Uh-huh. It's either under their arm, yeah, <laughs> or it's in their cart. Mm-hmm. Anytime I see somebody with a big old pack of toilet paper, mm-hmm. as a full grown man, I cannot not have the thought go through my head of, man, that dude's gonna take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I've always been that way. Like, like the amount of toilet paper you're buying is like for right now. Yeah, like, oh man, it's coming. <laughs> this guy's got like 18 double rolls, and I'm like, man, alive. Is he rolling out like five feet and making a big mitten? What is he doing? That would be great. Yeah, but like, especially when I see somebody who's walking with it under their arm, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh man, yeah, that guy's didn't even have really time to get a cart. Shit. Yeah, yeah, he went in with one sole mission. <laughs> Steve, I'm just wondering, am I stuck this way? Is this ever going to change? You're stuck this way, but it's it's good. It's a good thing. <laughs> Does this cross your mind? Um, no, but it's really funny. <laughs> I, I it will I now. That, yeah, I know there are things. Like, I, I know every time I've been to Costco and seen somebody with, like, 
three cases of beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always like, man, that guy's having a party <laughs> later. And it's like, you know, he's probably just stocking his fridge. Yeah. Like, no big deal. But yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah, you see somebody with a lot of something. He'll, he really thinking, needs yeah, it. Really needs it. <laughs> like, because when you really need something, you buy a lot of it. Exactly. Yeah. That guy's got his shit. I think I'm never going to change. Yeah, you shouldn't. I think that, like, I'm going to be on my deathbed, and I'm going to see some <laughs> orderly walk by in the hospital with, like, a, a cart of, like, toilet paper yeah. to restock the bathrooms or something. Yep. I'm going to go, man, that guy's going to take a wicked shit. <laughs> and then I and die. Then die. Yeah. That's your and last. I'm go, Sick, dude. Yeah. <laughs> last words. Sick, Sick dude. dude. <laughs> you know, Steve, I'm just going to go ahead and, and put this out here to, to our listeners. Maybe even if people are tuning into this for the first time, maybe this is mm-hmm. the first time they've ever listened to our show because they're home alone fucking fans. Maybe Macaulay Culkin is listening to this. I, I don't hope know. So. Oh, and I, I, I hope that. Have you heard he, he's having a vote for his new middle name? He I just saw like something about this. Yeah. What is his middle name then? I don't know. Something, something Irish. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they all get Irish McMurphy. names. Culkins. Yeah. Um But uh, he, he gave like five choices, all and right. one of them is Macaulay Culkin. So his name oh, wow. would be Macaulay, Macaulay, Culkin, Culkin. Well, that's obviously I going to win. I think that's it. Yeah. And so I voted for it. And yeah, it's winning. So uh, Macaulay Culkin will be named Macaulay, Macaulay, Culkin, Culkin very soon. I think that's way sick. That's awesome. I back it 100%. <laughs> But, you know, I want to put it out there, if this is your first time listening to our show, or if you really just want to skip to the movie review portion, there's going to be a timestamp in the description. Yeah, yeah. But you know what, Steve? In my opinion, this episode should just be as full of bullshittery. Oh, no, thank God. And yeah, yeah, exactly. I just want to train a yes, thought this thing as much as we him. can. Because in, you know, the, the way that I see it, this episode is coming out on Christmas. Yeah. We're recording this technically on Christmas Eve, because it's after midnight. Oh, shit. We, we should let it all hang out, then. You want to? Um, all right. What all do we let hang out? I never knew. I thought it was sure. just balls. Let her balls hang out. Yeah, but they feel like that. if that was it, they would have just said it. I, I can only imagine, Because it also rhyme, rhymes-ish. But like, as a dude who wears jeans and stuff all the time, the thought of unzipping my drawers and opening up my boxers and just sticking my balls out yeah. of that zipper part, <laughs> that sounds awful. It does. It sounds very it bad. It really does. Yeah. Especially I, this time of year, it's very cold. <laughs> Things are not stretchy, you know. <laughs> it sounds so you bad. The, you got the brain. Yeah, exactly. Like the shriveled, the yeah. shriveled walnuts. Well, I'd have to pull the jeans back. Oh yeah, that's the true. Balls, you know yeah. what I mean. And then there's gonna be do, scraping. They do, man. We have interesting genitalia. The the males. That's dumb. Are you kidding? It is very dumb. Yeah. I mean, like, why did our balls need to be on the outside? There doesn't seem to be no. any reason. For no. That. Well, I once heard a, a stand-up comedian describe it as like whenever a guy. Well, okay, like, it, whenever a woman undresses, everything's, uh-huh. it's like, oh, it's so sexy, and yeah. it's like, wow. But whenever a guy, like, takes his drawers off, it kind of looks like whenever you open up the car door on your drunk friend, and he just kind of, like, falls out of yeah. the car. That's yeah, kind of exactly what it looks like. like. That. Just like, what? Uh, what? What? What do you want? <laughs> huh? What? Huh? Yeah. It's exactly like that. And he, much like your drunk friend, he will unexpectedly get uh, uh, very uh, animated and violent. Yeah. Oh, what? Oh. At probably the most inopportune time. <laughs> like when you're asked to walk up and write something on the chalkboard. <laughs> you probably had to deal with that a lot at homeschool. Never once. Not, oh, man. not never. Man. Yeah. Did your mom ever laugh at your boner, though? God, I don't think so. <sighs> oh, that sucks. 
<laughs> that would have <laughs> no been really one's weird. Ever laughed at your boner. Do you really well, I mean, know I'm, yourself? I'm, I'm married. I'm sure this uh, has happened many okay. times. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I probably have. I've definitely. I probably, probably, probably looked down and be like, yeah. "Now, really? Come on, come you, on, guy. You come on. You're a jerk. Yeah, yeah." So anyway, so the way I see it, Steve, this after midnight, we're gonna let it all hang out, mm-hmm. and you know, Christmas can be a real shitty time for a lot of folks. It can. And I want this episode to be just a Christmas companion mm-hmm. to anybody who's listening who's maybe had a shitty time. I myself have had a pretty shit Christmas season, as anybody who's mm-hmm. listened to the show knows. With my dog illness, my home repairs, my car repairs, all kinds of crazy shit just breaking loose and stuff. So I've had a pretty shit Christmas too. So if I had somebody telling stories about, about their boner and laughing at people who need to take a shit, <laughs> I think that it would make my Christmas better. So I intend to do the same for you guys. If you just want to get to the movie, look in the description. You'll find where that is. Honestly, though, that review is probably also going to be probably a lot of this. Yeah, so, probably all over the place. Yes, just tuck in. Now, <laughs> now when you... When you think about all the black metal band names yes. and all the ways that they try to conjure the darkest feelings that you can have and stuff. Sure. Why isn't there one named Dog Illness? Dog Illness. It doesn't Anyone get a lot darker than it. that. Yeah. Boy, I'll tell you what. I would see that and be like, man, these guys are fucking <laughs> hardcore. I do not want to listen to Dog Illness. Yeah, that sounds fucking dark. Give me wife leukemia. <laughs> Dead dad. I don't know. I could deal with that a lot better, you know? Dead dad must be a band name. Yeah, dead dad. Yeah, sounds pretty tight to me. They're wearing a lot of spikes. How you been this week, Steve? This is, our. This is again, the week leading up to Crimbus. I've had a pretty fucking busy week and stuff. How has yours been, man? Um, it's been really busy, yeah, because, yeah. like, we, we recorded our last episode mere hours before we posted it. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I was editing a video that came out the next day. Uh, and we, then, you, then we gave it away. Then we gave it away. Yeah. This year, though. This year. Not going to do that. Uh, yeah, I've got, like, 24 hours to edit it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I also made a Christmas dinner today. Mm-hmm. For my in-laws This was supposed to be a Thanksgiving dinner But it kind of got pushed off due to Some unfortunate family issues My wife's yeah. grandmother died recently That sucks, man that It sucks. does uh, But, like, you know It's also uh, She she was not doing well So Yeah, yeah, yeah She probably feels better Time to move on In that she doesn't feel anything Yeah uh, And she ceased to exist Hey, babe Sorry I said that Woo! <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody Yeah <laughs> My wife listens to the show, and I just reminded her that her grandmother ceased to exist. Eh, whatever. Um, but yeah, so we kind of put that off, but we I did it today. What'd you make? You made some food? I made uh, I made two manja, chickens. Manja, manja. Two chickens? What was uh-huh. wrong with the first one? It's <laughs> <laughs> a long way to walk for a chicken dinner. Um, I made one that was dry rubbed. Three day uh, is like a, a, a dry brine. Like okay. Three day dry brine. It's like a salt crust kind of scenario. Mm-hmm. I bet that was good. Real great. Real yeah, great. Yeah. And I made another one that is yogurt marinated. Oh, a yogurt. Never done this before. But I bet that was a Super tender, yeah. Which one is better? I still like the dry brine better, but I think if... Um, I I didn't make it the Middle Eastern way. It Like, uh, you know, 
uh, yogurt marinating is a Middle Eastern, uh, in, even Indian subcontinent sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't make it with those sort of spices because well, it wouldn't have gone with everything else. But you did that in tribute to the fact that we just beat ISIS. That is true. Best Christmas like, present oh, ever. We yeah. beat ISIS. All terrorism will end now. Yeah. Out of Syria we go. Yeah, exactly. Have fun with that one, Turkey. Move on. That and- dude... He's a turd. Um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I made that. I made some. Uh, I made some stuffing. I made a cornbread sausage. Cornbread sausage. Stuffing. Oh my lord! I guess it's not stuffing. It's something like dressing. A dressing. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. in the bird, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't do that. No, that's gross. That's gross. Yeah. yeah. Also made the some. Uh, what do you call it? Sweet potato casserole. Okay. My wife loves it. So this is kind of a s- semi-traditional thing. Yeah. You dress the birds up a little bit differently and stuff. Yeah. But I did uh, also do. The mashed potatoes a little different. I roasted the mashed potatoes Ooh. under the birds. Oh, so like the juices. Yes, some drippings in that. Yeah, and, oh, and then man. Like, they sort of browned a bit, and so they had a good roasted flavor. And then you marshed them, mashed them up out of the butter. The mil- I I uh, simmered the milk with uh, crushed garlic and and thyme. Oh yeah, man. damn it, and with good. that chicken fat dripping on yeah. it too. I bet that was fucking great. Damn. The gravy was the best part. It's always my favorite part. Always the grave, huh? Yeah, I, ma- I made the broth myself from the spines of the bird. This is this fucking is metal. Is this, Cli- is this uh, fucking Clive Barker's yeah. gravy recipe? Uh, yeah, this is Clive Barker's <laughs> gravy recipe. Okay, you're going to despine Je- your bird. Jesus wept gravy. Rip out their intestines. You're going <laughs> to okay. need those. Metal, okay. But yeah, I roasted uh, those with the vegetables. Really roast your uh, onions. Like You want them to get black on yeah, the yeah, outside. Yeah. And don't chop them up fine. Quarters at, at most. Yeah. Uh, Expose that surface area. Yeah. yeah. I made the broth. Sounds uh, good. And I emulsified it. This is a this is a trick. You if you're out there making. Uh, no, I just used regular blender. I don't, okay. have a, I don't have an immersion blender. But immediately after you think your broth is done, you've taken everything out of it. Throw it in the blender. Let it blend for like two minutes. It yeah. forces some of the fat that would normally just end up on the top after it settles. Yeah, yeah. Forces it into the gelatin. It emulsifies it. It emulsifies it. Oh. It ends up whiter. It, it's going to look like the broth is going to look like a color that you don't think a broth should look like. Interesting. But it's like it's like silky and awesome, and then it made just an amazing gravy. Is it like way more flavorful? Oh, so much more flavorful. <laughs> like it's so good. Damn. I also let it sit a couple days. I always suggest that with broth too, because yeah, the, yeah. the flavors don't they need to settle mellow. down. They need to they need to mellow out over a couple of days. Can I put an aside on this real quick? Yeah, please. Put a pin on that idea. When you were a kid growing up in our fucking area yes. of Tennessee, did you ever eat at China House in Morristown, Tennessee? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so uh, the Yip family that owned that, yeah. uh, the son Raymond Yip, who's like our age, grew up working in that restaurant. Uh, China House is like my favorite fucking restaurant my whole life uh-huh. until it closed when I was probably right. about 20 or so. Yeah. Close when we were in college. Yeah. He is opening a new place in Knoxville. Oh, is it? Yeah. Raymond is opening up his own place in downtown Knoxville. That's really cool. I'm so stoked about it. I just wanted to share that with you. Well, I'm excited. Came to mind. Okay, so your there. meal turned out awesome. Meal turned out great. The The family was digging it. Um, I actually, because I spent all day cooking, Yeah. And you know, you taste some things along the way, etc. By the time I sat down to eat, I ate like I heard that, a yeah. few bites of each thing, and it was all great, but then it was just like, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I can't eat anymore. I've done that too. Whenever yeah. we did our um, our pho giving, where oh, we yeah. did like our friends' pho Thanksgiving thing mm-hmm. after Thanksgiving, it was kind of the same way where we spent all day getting into that stuff, 
And by the time it was dinner time, I was like, hmm, that's fantastic. I'm about full. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's the best, actually, though. Like, because you feel like, I think I felt like, oh, I just showed some self-restraint. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, this is what, yeah, this which, is what normal reality, people do. I've been eating all day. Yeah, in reality, yeah. I'm, I can completely understand that, Steve, because I spent the first... I think about nine hours of my day today oh. doing nothing but making every treat in all the known land. That's true. And I tried a few of them. How'd that get to you? They were great. Those pecans, super sweet. Woo! Peanuts, super spicy. Yeah, there you go. And then that uh, Chex Mix, mixing it up uh-huh. with Chex. I'm going to tell you what, man. I pride myself on that Chex Mix. It's good stuff. I have a lot of Chex Mix from other people that just taste like some flavorless bullshit. Yeah, they don't... I, I don't know. I think people don't know that there's more to it than just combining the things that are in Chex Mix. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not just Chex Oh, it's and, cereal and pretzels and Yeah, it's not nuts. just that. There's more to it. You got to take liberties with the recipe. Here's the yes, thing. Yes, you do. And, and, and again, you know, I'll put this out there. That microwave recipe can go fuck itself. Yeah, that's disgusting. Go straight to hell, microwave recipe. <laughs> you got to put it in an oven. And even if you just have like a small like toaster oven at home, you can do it. That's yeah. fine. But definitely oven it. You got to. The oven. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I make some modifications. And I'm going to let these loose. Uh-oh. I'm going to let these loose. Watch All right. It. So they call for like six tablespoons of butter. Just make it eight. Use a whole stick. Might as well. Yeah, use a whole stick of butter. Go for oh, it. Oh, these are too buttery. No one's ever said. Uh, ever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I put too much butter and it made it worse. <laughs> That's never happened. Yeah, it won't happen. Nope. When they call for three quarters of a teaspoon of garlic powder, mm. what they mean is a tablespoon of garlic powder. Yeah. A tablespoon. Yeah. You're talking about covering nine cups of cereal plus a ton of other shit. Yeah. A Three tablespoon. quarters of a teaspoon? Are you fucking kidding? I mean, like, yeah. Garlic powder? Yeah. Like, Three quarters I, of a tablespoon. Uh, uh, come on. When I Whole make, like, a taco seasoning or uh, uh, the seasoning I put on the outside of turkey burgers, mm-hmm. there's at least a, a teaspoon of garlic powder for just, like, four turkey burgers. Yeah, exactly. We're talking about nine Cups. pounds yeah, of, of carbs. Shit. Like, exactly. Yeah, it's going to need more than three quarters. What, are you it. worried it's going to taste good? Oh. Fucking you put imagine? the garlic on Yuck. it. Yeah. So there's that. There's the, uh, the seasoned salt. Mm-hmm. You know, it calls for, like, I think one and a half. No, no, no. I don't know. I'll put about a tablespoon in there. Yeah. Woodchester, two tablespoons. Yeah, right. More like three. More like and three. And it has to be Lee and Perrin's. It has to be the real stuff, yeah. not the store brand. There is nothing that compares to Lee and Perrin's. Huh. It's the only one. It's the one in the brown paper know. fucking rig. Because, I, I mean, I I think any time I have it, that it, it is Lee and Perrin's. Yeah, it's the only one. Yeah. There are only imposters. Wow, I have to... Maybe we should do a taste test video. Yeah. <laughs> a Worcestershire Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Worcestershire. Worcestershire. And we got to tell you the other thing, Worcester. too. The, the, the Czechs lobbyists, they're almost as bad as, as Big Necrophilia. Okay. Yeah. Big Czechs. It's Big Necro, Big Czechs. Yeah, exactly. Then Monsanto. <laughs> they want you to buy... Uh-huh. They want you to buy three boxes of cereal. Okay. They want you to buy the rice checks. They want you to buy the corn checks. Sure. They want you to buy the wheat checks, which, come on. Why do you need those? Yeah, exactly. Especially knowing that, really, honestly, you don't need wheat to live. Wheat's no. not really good for you anyway. Wheat. Why bother with whole wheat? It fucking sucks. Okay. Whole wheat checks are awful. Yeah, they're not. No, the taste is Terrible. not positive. What you do is you just buy Crispix instead. You buy one uh, family-sized yeah, yeah. box of Crispix. It's corn and rice. Boom, you nailed it. Done. Yeah, so you don't get uneven bites where you have the more sweet corn bites or the more uh-huh. 
dry rice bites, every bite's the same. So you're Get talking Crispix mix? No, I'm not, because Crispix mix is some bullshit. Is it? Yeah, it has way less seasonings. And it has like lemon juice in it, which after you bake it that long, tastes stupid. You don't. Crispix oh, no. mix sucks. No, Crispix. Yeah, you don't. You don't bake citrus. You no, add, you don't. You don't That's cook a citrus. Thing. Absolutely. You don't. No. Like anybody out there who's been like squeezing lime onto your chicken or whatever. You're fucking it up. It, you're fucking it up. It turns yeah. it bitter. It does. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But lime is even worse. Yeah. Lime easily can yeah. turn bitter. If you want to do that and cook it, you use a zest. A zest mm. can stand yeah, up the baking and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Which is also what I did with those those Thai spice peanuts that I made. Today. There you go. Because, I mean, basically the whole reason that like I've been cooking all day is because we're too broke to like get everybody presents. I think I mentioned this on the yeah. last episode, if I'm not mistaken. Because of all of our shit we've been going through, right. it's like we're kind of too broke to give everybody a $20 present. So I like making people a ton of food and put it in a mason jar and send it on its way. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I would rather get that anyway. Me too. You know? Yeah. Something handmade, something I can't go out and buy. Mm-hmm. That's better anyway. So that's what everybody's getting. So I spent about nine hours today making uh, my Trisha Trisha Yearwood fucking cracker candy. Yeah. It was is, really good. It's great. I love it. Way to it. go, Trisha. I did the Thai Spice Peanuts, which has like flake coconut yeah. stuff. So good. The Chex Mix. I did my spicy... Pecans, spicy uh-huh. sweet pecans. They didn't turn out as spicy as usual. There was some spice to them. Still there was good. still a kick on them. But yeah, it was a it was a fun day. Like I love having a day where I'm just in the kitchen doing just shit. making food. And the whole time that I was doing it, I was watching the Lord of the Ring. No, 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 no. That's, that's the wrong one. <laughs> is that not it? <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Let me. All right. This is Lord of the Rings, right? So uh, a guy. Gets a powerful object, uh-huh, yes, right? Okay, yes, and another guy has to like take it from him and hide it from him, mm, kind of. But then later, another more powerful evil comes along, trying to get that that object. That does happen. And in the process, uh, a, a very famous wizard goes through a transformation. I mean, yeah, actually, now that you put it that way. I think you've been watching Harry Potter all day. What the fuck? No. No. Lord of the Rings, <laughs> for sure. You've been watching Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Lord of the Rings is great. I've been watching it, too. You Not know today. that's my, my Christmas tradition. Yeah, 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 and I'm trying to adopt it, and it's an easy adoption. I'll, I'll tell you this, though. My tradition isn't to watch the trilogy at Christmas. It's uh-huh. my tradition to start it and not finish it at Christmas. Oh, okay. Which is what I've done. I've not watched Return of the King yet. How far did you get? Um, I just got through the first one, which I'm watching the extended edition, so it took six days. Yeah, exactly. And it was wonderful. Yeah, time. and it was like a fucking vacation. Yeah, it was it's like, this the is great. How I'm, much do you love it? I love it so much still. Like, it's yeah, still great. I know. Uh, Aging gracefully, man. Aging it gracefully. Really is. Yeah. The scenes that they cut out. I, I understand they did it for time, but it's like when Galadriel gives them all the presents. Yeah, like that—that that all comes into play again later. Why did Kinda they does. cut that scene? Yeah, I know. It was so short. Yeah, hmm. I know. I, I love I, the fucking movies, man. I do too. They're still great. Do. I've watched them a million times. Yeah. I mean, I seriously have probably watched them every year since they came out, which has been like a million Makes years sense. ago now. Yeah. You know. I saw two of them in the theater. The other, the Return of the King, I was in Russia at the time. Oh shit! Yeah. You didn't get to see that in the theater. I didn't get to see it in the theater. You didn't get to see the king return. I didn't. <laughs> I mean, wait, on- does he come back? Honestly, though, like the extended edition, which was not in theaters, mm-hmm. does smoke the OG. 
Yeah, okay. Because I've only seen the original version once. I've only seen that. Wait. I watch the extended versions every time. Like oh, okay. every time okay. I watch Lord of the Rings. I, th- I thought you meant you've never seen the extended one. Oh, no, no, no. Holy no, shit. I've only, se- I've only seen the original one one time. Every yeah, yeah, time yeah. I've watched it after that, it's been the extended version. I think I've seen the, the OG cut maybe one or two times. Yeah. And I know that, that the original version frustrates people. Yeah. And I'm like... I know. I want another hour. Yeah, why not? Give me more of this, dude. The scene at the gate with that seem like it's never gonna. The big mouth guy who's like the mouth of Sauron. Oh yeah, that's so cool. Holy shit! God damn, they're the best. They're so great. They're the fucking best, man. When he smiles, like he does that attempt at a smile. God, that's so crazy. Yeah, I love that. I'll tell you what, though. While I was watching, well, you know, I say watching. I had them on the iPad while I was fucking cooking all this stuff today mm-hmm. so they were on and i was yeah. like listening to them mostly right and just turning it the screen every now and then i couldn't help but think you know what would really make okay two things two things that would really make these movies better okay number one could you imagine if the role of gandalf was played by sean connery Yeah. You sure looked trash. It immediately turned into a joke. (laughs) (laughs) It would just be like, everything would be the same, but Sean Connery's him, and it would just be like, oh, these movies suck. Take up the short of your father. Oh, my God. (laughs) You know it would be better. Oh, man. I I can't imagine... Gandalf. Yes, that is my name. I can't imagine ever being true that replacing Ian McKellen improves something. (laughs) No, I mean, honestly. No. Possible. Never. What's never, number ever. two? Uh, they would be so much better if they were just completely gross amounts of profanity in the movie. <laughs> I mean, if everybody was just yeah. cussing up a storm. If whenever Samwise is looking at Rosie, he's like, look at the tits on her. <laughs> Gandalf's like, fly, you fucking idiots. <laughs> God, fuck. Jesus. Fight that demon. <laughs> You're not going to fucking pass. <laughs> You're not. Okay. <laughs> and who are you? His bodyguard? I'm his fucking gardener. All right. Jeez. <laughs> I can't carry it, but I can fucking carry you, asshole. <laughs> that like, actually would have been appropriate yeah, in that exactly. moment. Oh, yeah. At that Frodo's point, it would have been appropriate yeah. for Sam Weiss to be like, you fucking piece of shit. I'm going to carry you. <sighs> I would just like more profanity in general. If they were yeah. more like, oh, shit. Huh. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, that could be real fun. <laughs> yeah. I think it would just be better. I want to see a recut. With just way more profanity in it. I watched a thing with... Uh, who's the guy who plays? Um, yeah, which I boof. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf. No need to cut this. No. Um, <laughs> the guy who plays Gollum. Um, Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis. Yeah, I watched yeah, yeah. an interview with him today, and he was talking about you know, his most iconic roles. And apparently, the first scene they filmed, his first day on set, was him, Frodo, and Samwise walking up Mount Doom. What? Can you imagine having to get into that mindset? Good lord. The end of the movie, basically. <laughs> like, well, halfway through the end of the movie. But the real end yeah, of the yeah, movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. But he nailed it. I mean, he's That's so great. Intense. Oh, yeah, he's, he's been so all... great. And it still looks good. The motion capture on Gollum is mm-hmm. is actually still holding up amazingly yeah. well. I mean, like I've said, there's there's scenes now that are starting to show their age. Yeah. 
But seriously, the motion capture of Gollum is is not really any of them. Yeah. Like, it still looks really fucking I good. I think also that it's a movie that can be remastered and the small problems can easily be improved. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, like, I think it also helped too, though, that as far as like the scenes with Gollum go, the fact that it was actually Andy Serkis in a motion capture suit frolicking around and acting yeah. all crazy as Gollum on set with you know Elijah yeah, Wood and that stuff. was like a new thing yeah it was before that it would have been a tennis ball on a stick that's exactly yeah. what I was about to say yeah where it's like otherwise you have actors reacting to something that isn't yeah. there it's a tennis it ball on a stick definitely improves it to have someone on set oh god absolutely yeah. so man still just such fucking beautiful incredible flicks man yeah I will I will love them till the end of my days till the sun rises in the west and sets in the east <laughs> they're taking the hobbits to Isengard what the elven I see? <laughs> uh, stuff. Those are some of my favorite memes. Yeah. Like, the first one that I saw was whenever, yeah, it's like the first panel. It's like, what do your elf I see? And then it's him looking into the distance. Mm-hmm. And it was two, it looked like two, like, male centaurs that were, like, making out. <laughs> and it comes back to, to Orlando Bloom, and he's like, uh stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love it so much man. man Lord of the Rings does have like still memes coming out of Lord of the Rings yeah, but yeah. L-O-T-R orgy was probably the biggest wait impact. which one's that that's when it's, it's when uh, Frodo is in the scene where Frodo's in bed yeah. at um, the very end no 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 in, in the first movie maybe oh, oh. Wait, no maybe you know it is at the very end okay yeah maybe. yeah, yeah. but like it, you know, it has, like, him wake up and then Gandalf walks in. Gandalf's and there and he starts laughing. But, like, they've replaced it with people going, hey. <laughs> Wait, is it the one where Gandalf starts hey. laughing and he's like, <laughs> And he goes, Strider? And he goes, yeah. yeah. He actually, he goes, Aragorn! Yeah. Yes, that is the best one. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely so. Yeah. The the Gimli one is the best. He goes, Gimli? He goes, <laughs> he like claps his hands or something. Yeah. That is the greatest one. Like I don't know if that that's funny. <laughs> I've watched like if, that so many times. Yeah, dude. I was gonna say if you haven't seen it because I don't know it's been around since like two thousand. Yeah, I was gonna say that's old. If you haven't seen it. I bet if you watch it now, it's less funny. But back in the day, oh, when the internet I'm just had like hilarious. nothing. But yeah, bombs world. Yeah, I was gonna say was... when it's that versus Star Wars kid. It's yeah, pretty fucking funny, <laughs> man. You know, Steve, I'm just gonna go on a huge movie dump here and talk about all this Christmas shit that I've been watching. Okay, cool. I mean, after this, it's going to be after Christmas. Nobody wants to hear about this shit. After but Christmas. I want to fucking talk about it. But before we do, I want to tell them about this fucking oh, yeah. delicious beer that we're drinking here. What do we got been, here, Steve? I've uh, been sucking on chili dogs over here. <laughs> Outside of Taste of Fruit. We're drinking on a, the Lost Abbey Judgment Day. Yes. Abbey Quad with Raisins. And man, I'll tell you what. This thing, not only 10%, it is. It, I don't know. Like it's. It's not as sweet. No, as quads usually are. As, usually yeah. quads are like sleep sauce. Like yeah, but it's still got. It's got that great darkness. I think the raisins do just mellow out. Yeah. Some of the sweetness. The Lost Abbey is awesome. They um, some of the dudes that work for that distribution company are fans of like my YouTube channel and stuff. Oh, okay. Watch my guitar stuff, and they're like, hey. Uh, we want to send you some beers and stuff. So they sent me a ton of stuff. Send like, away, guys. It was actually about a year ago. Oh, wow. So this has been aging for a year. Well, they sent me they sent me a fuck ton of stuff, uh-huh. dude. They probably sent me, I think, about 16 like bombers. 
Wow. Of some great shit. Jesus. Yeah. That's awesome. And this one I've been kind of saving for a special occasion because I figured it would be really, really good. And it's really fucking good. It really good. is. Yeah. Yeah. The, I the fact that actually is, bottle aging it probably mellowed it out a bit too. Yeah. In that sweetness factor. Well, that's the thing is usually these quads are just so sugary that it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's ridiculous and you don't want to drink more than a glass. But this has more of a raisiny mm-hmm. a fruit sweetness not this a sh- added sugar sweetness you know almost like a, a it's tasting it is almost like a red wine in mm-hmm. some ways yeah 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 like a, a delicious port or a something port. like that yeah. also the alcohol content is probably putting me in that same that is true. Yeah, too. it's high yeah. enough that it's up there man it's unbelievably smooth for Ooh. that percentage i mean that's almost wine strength way to go lost abby yeah in really san fantastic. marcos california oh my all right, Steve. California's so, gold. I'm going to tell you what. With this being such a weird Christmas for us, you know, we usually have our usual battery of, like, all the Christmas movies mm-hmm. that we have to watch every year. Christmas for the Cranks. Exactly. Obviously. I don't I don't hate that movie as much as I should. It's a, it's a uh, Chris Columbus movie, isn't it? Is it? I think so. I think Might he be. directed that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't really get time to watch a lot of our... Our usual faves, nor were we really in the spirit to do mm. so. But we did watch a couple of new things, and mm. just some things that we don't typically watch. Okay. Okay, so first things first. The greatest thing I've seen this entire holiday season is the Terry Crews Christmas special. Yeah, you told me about this, and I am so excited to watch it. It's on Hulu right yeah. now, if I'm not mistaken. Gotta check it out. Huh? It is about 35 or 40 minutes long. Okay. Now, when I tell you there is a Terry Crews Christmas special, yeah, what do you think it might be? God, Terry Crews is such an amazing person. Like, yeah, I, I, I would think if he's doing a Christmas special, it's probably some singing and dancing. Okay, right. Uh, it's like a prob- variety show. Yeah, probably some com- com- comedy people drop by. A lot of his friends from Brooklyn Nine Nine or mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. comedies he's been in. Right, right. Uh, maybe he, maybe he. Uh, Revamps uh, one of his old characters, like right. I don't know Hector Macho Camacho. Okay, right. Yeah, <laughs> that, was that his name? Yeah, Mountain Dew, fucking Taco Bell, whatever. Yeah, whatever yeah. his name was in Idiocracy. <laughs> yeah, right. maybe he does that in a Trumpian way. Okay, I gotcha. What? But what did happen? You'd be shocked to find out how wrong you are. I'm very wrong because <laughs> this Christmas special is literally just like four. I think it's like forty minutes or so. And it is maybe a two or three camera show uh-huh. of Terry Crews sitting by a fireplace painting a picture of a Christmas tree in a field. That's amazing. And that's literally all. And it's just him being amused and happy with himself for doing what he's doing. Yeah. It's not him like telling you stories about yeah. when I was a kid or this one time on set, uh-huh. yada yada. It's just him being like, man, that's a nice color of blue. Oh man, this looks great. Now we got to put the lights on it. That's awesome. It's seriously just him. Talking I know to he himself. paints in real life. Like that's one. Of he's his good. Hobbies. That's yeah, the thing. Is yeah. like whenever I was watching it, I was like, okay, now is this supposed to be like funny because he's not Bob Ross? Like he doesn't paint yeah. or something? And then he's painting. It's like actually, it's <laughs> yeah, not bad. Kidding, yeah. It's not bad at yeah. all, man. It's seriously it. He he paints a that's awesome a snowy landscape of a forest and puts a tree in the middle, and then says thanks for watching. That's really cool. It is legitimately like probably the most relaxing thing that has happened this entire season. Wow. It's just so 
wonderfully chill. Man, I love Terry Crews. He fucking rules. He's dude. great. I he don't know rules. if you, like you probably we've talked about his. Uh, I, maybe we just talked about this in person and yeah, not yeah. on pod, but about his uh, issues with being sexually assaulted in oh, Hollywood yeah. Yeah, and how people don't take him seriously. Well, that, that's more the than thing, they man. taking women seriously. Like, right? Yeah. But but you know it's like him coming forward and talking about that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think to to pretty much everybody should add even more validity to yeah any woman that comes forward to exactly. these claims. Exactly. Because if like if that kind of a fucking bad ass. Yeah. He's huge. Yeah. If that kind of thing could happen to a dude like him and he's yeah. too stunned to know what to do and yeah. like what's what the fuck is going on. And what is he supposed to do? Like yeah, he's what are you supposed to, to do? He's yeah. talked about it so much like yeah. what am I supposed to do at this point in my life? I'm supposed to what? Like hit him? Yeah, exactly. Then never work again? Right. I have a family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean the, the fact that he came forward and talked about that stuff and said that this stuff has happened to him should just add more validity to Mhm. Anybody else that's been Weinstein yes. or Cosby or whatever, or you know, Corey Feldman. People should probably take his oh, <laughs> stories man. a bit more seriously right. since he's been saying for a long time this shit was happening. Yeah, long before the Me Too movement. Right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah, but people weren't taking him seriously because of other reasons. He's had some drug and alcohol issues. Yeah, yeah, and, and some musical issues in the past some few years. Musical <laughs> issues, yeah. But he's not lying, and, and they're not lying. Everybody's. No. Speaking their truth, right? Yeah, definitely watch the Terry Crews special. I will, man. It was I fucking great. Terry Crews, uh, if if you don't, I don't know if you watch the Hot Ones interviews with Sean Evans. I, I've seen a handful of them. Is okay. he on one of them? Yeah. Is it he awesome? Is great. I saw He's he just so put good. up one with Weird Al. Have you watched it? Yes. Yet? Is it good? It's great. Ah, oh, I gotta watch it. Weird Al makes it through the whole way. Like most people do. It, I couldn't. I I well, I know I could yeah, make yeah, it yeah. through those ten wings. But I would regret it, like sure. immediately. Sure, 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 yeah. But like, you think sometimes like somebody like weird out. It's like I don't have anything to prove. Yeah. But he's he still goes through the whole thing, toughs it out. He he's real fun, real funny. Everybody gets funnier when they get near those last few wings that are just like blazing hot. Sure, yeah. But uh, yeah, his is real fun. Damn, I gotta watch that for yeah. sure, and I gotta watch the Terry Cruising too. For, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I also watched a couple of other things this week. Such as? I'm going to dump them on you. Dump them. We went and saw the new version of The Grinch yesterday. Oh? Was he a rotter? He was indeed a rotter. Oh. A greasy black heel. Was it fun? Did it was good? good, man. Yeah? I like it was good. Cumberbatch. Yeah. He does a great job yeah. uh, portraying The Grinch. And I was kind of, I don't know, I'll put it to you this way. I don't think that we really needed another Grinch no. reboot by this point. I well, mean, we I, only never needed the original because it was perfect, pretty singular. But yeah, but you know, it's like the Jim Carrey one was like, oh, okay, yeah, no use for that. And then they want to do it again. It's it's kind of like when we had that big run of like Spider Man movies, and then we got Spider Man Homecoming. It's like, oh, okay, finally you fucking got it right. You know, yeah. they did a really good job with this. It's okay. the same people that did um, Despicable Me. Which okay. I, I didn't know until my wife had told me, and now yeah. I can I can totally see it in the animation stuff. The animation's great. I've never seen Despicable Me. I, no I, way. I know the animation for sure, but I've never watched. Dude, it's Despicable so fun. Me. Is it? It's so fun. You should totally watch that. Okay, I like. I mean, I like Steve Carell. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> the biggest reason I was kind of excited about The Grinch though is that it was uh, co-directed by Scott Mosier. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Which is Kevin Smith's producer yeah. on like everything he's ever done. Uh-huh. So that's the biggest reason I was excited to see it is because Mosier was involved. 
And yeah, they did a really fantastic job with it, man. That's awesome. Yeah. It had enough like levity and humor and enough stuff in uh, that's in the original and family friendly, but still amusing for adults. That's awesome. I can't complain about much, really. I, honestly, like, really, really, really liked it. Yeah. I really liked it. I mean, I don't think there's anything sacred about the original Grinch. I'm yeah. glad that they could bring it to a new audience. Because yeah. kids, obviously, I don't, I don't know what it is. I, I knew... I have a friend who can't watch black and white movies. He says they just make him feel old. Oh, okay. And I bet a lot of hand-drawn animation probably does the same thing for people. Interesting. These days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that might be kind of like my aversion to a lot of that stuff that looks like the 70s or 60s. I'm just like, oh, it looks old. Yeah. So it's a good idea to bring... The grand, like it's a good idea to do these things every thirty or forty years to bring back something that that kids liked before yeah. that maybe they don't watch now, but like yeah, I didn't like that live action one at all. Couldn't stand it, and I was a little worried that this one was going to be bad. But Benedict Cumberbatch being in it made me think. Well, I mean, it can't be that bad. Like yeah. he's not hurting for money. Yeah, yeah. So dude's not going to take it just to take it. Right. So I'm glad to hear it's good. He did a great job, man. Mm-hmm. We also watched. Love Actually. You watched Love? We watched actually? Love Actually. I Love's pretty good. Jillian, Gillian Jacobs. Got Paul Rust. Uh, it's a no, Netflix no, no. show. No, not that one. Mike Mitchell. No. no Claudio Doherty. No. no, no. Okay. This has got Huge Grant. Huge Grant. <laughs> He's got a big <laughs> knob. <laughs> exactly right. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's such a silly, it's such a silly dumb movie. Yeah, I still love it. And I, I, I do. Yeah. I mean, it's like, okay, is it necessary for this to be set at Christmas? No. No. Is it necessary for them to bring up fucking 9-11 in the intro? No. No. It's not. It is so blatantly just after tugging at your heartstrings. Yeah. But it's good. Yeah. I can't help it. It's dumb. Don't get me wrong. It's dumb. It's a yeah, dumb movie. Yeah, it's dumb. That's but fine. that's great. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're, they're far dumber romantic comedies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And this one at least brings us some really humorous moments and also uh, gives us that those porn stars. The two, not porn stars. I guess the body doubles. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that whole interaction. They're the best. Is hilarious. And it's Bilbo Baggins. And it's Bilbo Baggins. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's a fun flick, man. Mm-hmm. Also, pretty crushing soundtrack on that one. There's a couple of songs on that soundtrack mm-hmm. that I always forget just like really beat me to a fucking pulp. Yeah. I mean, obviously, as I've told before, I have this aversion to the Beach Boys. Uh huh. And it has that in there. Oh my God, dude! There's something about like the Beach Boys, their their harmonies, their chord changes, their key changes, their instrumentation. It all makes me want to die. So like at the very end when it plays like God only knows, I'm like, yeah. well, okay, I guess I'll just die. Yeah. It makes me so bummed out. I can't be the only one. I can't be the only one that. Yeah, the the Beach Boys make me feel that way. Uh, I think Brian Wilson was pretty bummed out. (laughs) It had to be even worse because he was Mm -hmm. in the band. He's like, he's making this music, and he's like, God damn, fuck this shit. I'm bummed out. In my room. I'm going to go sit in my sandbox piano. Even worse, though, is that song um, that that Joni Mitchell. Oh, yeah. I really don't know love at all. That Uh song. Holy shit. That version of that song that's in the movie is Crushing. What yeah. is the name of the song? Is it I really don't know love at all? I, I can't I can't remember. You know the one I'm talking about? Yes, I do know. I don't I don't know the title though. Oh I've my never, god, dude. I never really thought about it until you started talking about it. the soundtrack to Love Actually is 
it's, yeah, it's full of songs yeah. that will just rip your heart out. Oh yeah, definitely. And two, like, okay, wow. So with that Joni Mitchell song, that's a remake that she did mm-hmm. of her own song. So she did this song about like. It's weird that she threw all that CGI in. I don't know <laughs> yeah, why. I don't know why she did that. <laughs> But she did a version of that song, I guess, in in the 60s, I think it was, Mm -hmm. where it was about, like, uh, I've looked at love that way, I've I've looked at love from both sides, Mm -hmm. and yada, yada. And I guess she probably did that version when she was in her 20s, and then she did this version later when she was much older. Yeah. And it's the same lyrics and stuff, but completely different instrumentation, and the words just take on a completely different meaning. And it is the most fucking punishing song I've about ever heard. Wow. Holy shit. When do you think of the most, like punishing songs to listen to yeah is there anything that comes to mind because for to me uh, for me it's that Joni Mitchell song and also that song um, oh damn it what is that guy's name he used to play for the drive-by truckers Jason Isbell okay you know Jason Isbell Uh uh-huh incredible do you know that elephant in the room song what is it how's it go Man, I can't even think of the melody, but it's basically all about like this girl that he used to be in love with that like he found out has cancer. Oh, and she's damn. fucking dying. It is the most crushing song of all huh. time. Like it is holy shit. Like I'm not even the kind of person that gets like moved by lyrics in a song yeah. really at all. Um, usually it's the last thing I listen to. It's like I listen to, to melody and harmony and rhythm and stuff, and then I kind of get into the words later. Mm-hmm. That song is the most brutal song of all time. Holy shit, it's wow. the realest. I think it's called The Elephant in the Room. I might okay. be wrong, but good God, it's crushing. What what song like just fucking mows you down, dude? Man, uh, this one... Gangsta's Paradise. Okay, so... You got... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go into the lyrics of Gangsta's Paradise, okay. but then I was like, I don't think I know them. <laughs> All I know is the, the weird, chorus. The Weird Al version. Yeah. Oh, and the Weird Al version, yeah. <laughs> um, so here's one that isn't actually crushing, but is really going for crushing you. Okay. It's George Jones, Me Without You. Me Without You. But, uh, I don't think I know it off the top of my head. Uh, okay. <laughs> George no. Jones could write some crippling songs, He can. <laughs> and, and all he's got, I mean, because like, he stopped loving her today. Oh, it's God. Crippling. <laughs> Brutal. That is absolutely so brutal. I'll put you on the app. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, uh, a picture of me without you is so like he's like going for ripping your heart out, and okay. he's like, but he's like basically like imagine a world with uh, uh, nobody singing, okay, or a quiet Sunday morning with no church bells ringing, okay. If you've watched as the heart of a child breaks in two, damn, then you've seen a picture. Of me without you. Oh, shit. Yeah. And it's just more of that. Every single bit of it is just every example he can come up with of the most, like, just terrible shit that could happen. And he's like, and that, that's me without you. For me, that's corny, actually. It gets to the point where it's like, if you've seen a puppy kicked in the face... (laughs) If you've seen an old lady with back problems drop a dollar. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, shit. But, like, honestly, Hank Williams, um, because I know know a ton about Hank Williams. I know his history and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Read biographies and really, uh, especially in high school when I discovered drinking and listening to sad music. Yeah. 
Uh, lethal combo. Lethal combo. Name Hank a more Williams. iconic duo. Yeah. <laughs> Hank Williams will come in and snipe your heart. Um, I and there there are no, I, there's no one song Kay. because like every song, if you know his history and you know his relationship with his own family, his father, his his wife. You know how fraught and fucked up everything in his life was. Right, right. You can hear it in all of his songs. Uh, but I think the one that always really gets me is I Saw the Light. And it's not because of the Christian connotation. Yeah, yeah. It's because the day that he left Knoxville and died in the car on the way to West Virginia, he was supposed to play a concert that night. Yeah, yeah. And they uh, sent somebody on stage to tell them that Hank Williams had died. And everybody thought it was a joke because Hank Williams was known for like missing conquer- concerts or yeah, yeah. you know getting drunk and falling off the stage at sure. the Opry. Um, so they thought it was a joke at first, but then uh, the people on the stage started singing "I Saw the Light." Oh Jesus! <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Everybody Wolf. in the the state or not stadium? It would have just been a theater. Yeah, yeah. Everybody in the theater started singing it, and it like hit everybody that. He really did die. Good God. And so everybody's like just devastated. So oh. every time I hear that song, that's all I think about. Even though the song itself is actually supposed to be like upbeat and happy, that makes it even worse. Damn. Yeah. That is rough. There's a, Bjor- there, there's a Bjork song. Oh, God. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Bjork song will do Everybody's it. got a Bjork song yeah. that does it. What is the name? Of- I'm so bad at song titles. I feel like an asshole. Uh, but it's just her, and it sounds like maybe a harpist or something. It's like uh, almost like being in love or something oh, okay. like that. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, I think it's on debut. It uh-huh. might be or on post. I can't remember. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, that one's great. That song is like unlistenable to me. Yeah. It just fucking destroys me. I it's think on, so amazing. I think on Medulla, she did an E. Cummings poem. That it sounds may, right. It may not eat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That sounds about right. It sounds like her. Uh, it, it may not always be so. Look that poem that up. One. That, that one it's will rip rough. your heart out. Yeah. yeah. He, I love me some E.E. Cummings. And that dude, well known for being able to destroy me. Anyone lived in a pretty how town? That one does it. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love actually is fun, though, man. I, like I said, I, I can't help but enjoy it. I do wish... I do wish there was a gay storyline in it, mm. considering that the whole movie is all about yeah. just like, sh- you know, the, showing these different uh, facets of the mm-hmm. love experience. There should totally be a a, a, a gay storyline, yeah. I think. And there should be a more defined thruple. Yeah. Like Andrew Lincoln should have showed up at the door and then had them both come to the door. Oh. <laughs> and have signs for both of them. Now we're talking. Yeah. And that would have been an interracial thruple, too. Interracial, a gay thruple. (laughs) It's great, man. Uh, Just toss that in there. Toss salad and scrambled eggs. (laughs) What What am I going to do with all this? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we watched that. It's silly, but it's still really good. We also watched uh, The Night Before. Oh, okay. You know, with Seth Rogen and Mm -hmm. all them. I'd seen it once, I guess, in theaters whenever it came out, and yeah. I was like, oh, okay, it was okay. I think it was one of those things where it was just different from what I was expecting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because Seth Rogen's in it. Probably. Yeah. You know? Because it's like, yeah, it's funny, and it's got some um, some pretty overtly humorous stuff in it, but at mm-hmm. the same time, it's got some realness yeah. in it, too. But this time, watching it, kind of knowing what I was getting into, man, I really enjoyed it. It's okay. re- It's got some really fucking funny stuff yeah. in it. I mean, you've watched it, right? Mm-hmm. 
I enjoy it too. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah, and too, like the first time I watched it, I didn't know who Alana Glazier was. Oh man, so it's she's great seeing her now. I'm like, oh God, yeah, man. holy shit, it's Alana. Love Alana. Yeah, she's great. So that was a fun watch. That's definitely one I'll watch many more times for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, and I think there was maybe I want to say there's something else that I watched, but I can't remember what it was. What have you been watching lately? Um, well, just recently. Uh, sat down with some of the homies from the Dead and Lovely crew. Some of the Juggalos. <laughs> some of our obvious Juggalos and Juggalettes. We should call them Juggalovelies. Juggalo, our Juggalovelies. <laughs> no, that's how you get like ICP fans to like literally go to war with you. So that's we, true. we will not do that. By the way, honestly, let's all get off the backs. I mean, not off of ICP's back, but the Juggalos. Because those people genuinely seem to be nice and love each other. And maybe they dress stupid or whatever. And like a lot of bad music. And but. like some music that's not so great. But <laughs> <laughs> when a bunch of people who grew up in trailers find a family unit. And a sense of that's community. That's I could nice. th- I could think of much worse things. Yeah. You and know what I mean? They're not doing anything bad. No. Yeah. It's not like they're white supremacists. It's yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. They just, they're just a bunch of people who get together and have a gathering. And apparently a lot of sex and drugs. Yes, so, apparently, yeah. They seem to be very accepting of yeah. each other and so forth. So, yeah, I can so think, I would, I I think of worse things. I'd sign a pact with the Juggalos. We'll go to war together. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all could probably find some better music to listen to. That's, well, But yeah. the sense of communi- community, nothing wrong with that. I hear the comedy tent at that gathering of Juggalos is pretty dope. I mean, they've had some okay bands play there every yeah. now and then, yeah. Anyway, so, so what did you watch with the homies? Um, so me and and some of the dead and lovelies, yeah, uh, we were live chatting while we all watched the Joe Bob Briggs. Christmas Where the fuck special was I? What was I doing? I don't know. I was off fucking sniffing glue somewhere, <laughs> doing something huffing, stupid, huffing paint. Yeah. Um. So Joe Bob is great. I don't know if you've watched anything with okay. Joe Bob Briggs. All that I know about Joe Bob uh-huh. is that he is a horror host. Yeah. And that he's great. He's great, yeah. Explain to me what's going on with this, because I've never gotten to watch it. For some reason, like, my Shutter account on... Yeah. Uh, what do I use it on? I use it on the Roku. Okay. It, like, doesn't work. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know what the fucking deal is, but oh, nothing loads. That sucks. Yeah. I tried deleting the app and reloading it. Maybe that was I have. It didn't oh, work. fuck. Yeah. Well, fucking shit. I don't know what the deal is. That I sucks. Have, I have a Roku. great. Yeah. I mean, my Roku is, like... Uh, probably seven or eight years old. Oh, okay. You might need to up upgrade. I mean, it's just a streaming device. Uh, I don't know. That is true. So wow. anyway, tell me about Joe Bob. Uh, so Joe Bob, um, he he is an educated film critic. Okay. Who is funny and southern? He likes a horror movie. He lo- he loves a horror movie and knows horror movies uh, far better than we do. Okay. Sick. Uh, he knows them all. Wow. It's, He's very entertaining, very charming, Southern charm, that mm-hmm. type of charm where mm-hmm. it's like you're one over almost immediately. Like us. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, y'all. Um, so he's real fun. And <laughs> for Christmas, you know, it, it, they said ahead of time that it was going to be four movies from one series. And so everybody okay. was kind of like, okay, so what are they going to do? A lot of us thought Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah. Because that one has five or six. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Holy mm. shit. I've only ever seen the first one. Yeah, but. yeah, me too. Um, so there were a lot of thoughts going around. And then this rascal decides 
that we're watching Phantasm for Christmas. Oh, shit. Yeah. We just talked about Phantasm recently. We did. I, I must have Great read timing. the future somehow. Yeah. It was uh, uh, that that uh, that morphic resonance. It was shared thoughts and the collective yeah. consciousness. Or he listens to our podcast and he was like, the boys are all right. It might be about like that. <laughs> hey, Joe Bob, if you do listen, you can come on. You can have the show, actually. Yes, please. Dead and Lovely with Joe Bob Briggs. I'm on board. Um. Anyway, so yeah, we had a lot of fun. A bunch of uh, adults drinking and making fun of <laughs> uh, Fantasm. Okay, great. Yeah, over Facebook. So Awesome, yeah. man. I hope people enjoyed our episode. I know that that's like one of those ones that uh, it's Some a lot of people's it. fucking yeah. favorite. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we kind of... We shit on it. We kind of shit on it a little bit. Like, I still like the movie and everything. Oh, yeah. But no, I had, fun, I had fun, even more fun watching it with the Joe Bob Briggs thing because yeah, I'm he sure. presented it the way we presented it. Where okay. this is, it's a bad movie. But, yeah, it's interesting because it's so fucking weird. Yeah. Like, you want to figure out what's going on with this. But it's also, like, it doesn't make sense because there was obviously no sense to be made. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That sounds like a pretty fun time. It I wish I could have been a part of that. Maybe I was, I don't know. Maybe I was in Kentucky or something. I can't. It was remember Friday what was night. Going on. I don't know if you're Friday. Oh no, Friday! I was just getting fucking ready for the damn Christmas chaos. Oh, you're so lame. Yeah, I know. We were out doing like a fuck ton of shopping and all this kind of shit, getting everything we need to for me to do. You know, nine hours of work today making everything. I think we need to settle how much a fuck ton is. A metric fuck ton. Yeah. Oh. Uh, is it okay? So a metric fuck It'd be ton, a digit of ten, obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a unit of ten. A unit of ten. Yeah, yeah. We'll figure that out one day. <laughs> I think over here in America, it would be like a unit of three point five six four. Uh huh. Just like something completely random. Well, it's, I mean, why would you listen? A metric. That's yeah. for people who want to do ways things the easy way. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, people who love PCs. Mm, or right. Harley Davidson motorcycles. Yeah. Anybody who loves PCs or Harley Davidson motorcycles right now is laughing their ass off. Like, I get what he's saying. We love working on our things. Exactly. Which means you love buying things that break down because they're poor quality. Right. <clears throat> Moving on. Anyway, so I have watched a bunch of movies lately. Well, um, let me ask you this, Steve. Before I, before I ask you about what you've been watching. Yeah. On the subject of doing a live streaming kind of ordeal, do you think that's... Do you think that's anything you're interested in doing with this show? If I were interested in doing it, I would probably do it on New Year's Eve. 2018? 2018. To move us into 2019. Starting sometime maybe around 9.30. What time zone? Uh, Eastern? EST. I'd go with Eastern. 9.30 EST. Yeah, so at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time, if I were a fan of us... yeah. I might tune in to I a guess. YouTube live stream. To, wait, to whose channel, though? Dead and Lovely. To the Dead and Lovely YouTube channel. Yep, and guess what you'll see? We don't know yet, because we're going to ask you to vote on it. That we are. Mm-hmm. We're going to be doing ourselves a New Year's Eve uh, stream into the, the, the midnight hour of toasting yeah. and festivities. The midnight hour, more, 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 more. <laughs> It's going to be a lot of fun. We look forward to spending it with you yeah. guys. Please tune in and just chat with us and stuff. We'll, we'll have a movie on. We'll tell you guys what it is that we're watching. Yeah. For copyright reasons, we'll probably have to have it on mute, and we'll just be watching subtitles. But yeah. we'll be talking about what's going on in the movie. You guys can watch it with us and stuff. 
More details to come. Yeah, we'll give you give you some choices. We're gonna go with something that uh, it'll be Ben and I and yeah. our wives. That's right. Get them wives on screen. You yeah. Gotta catch them all. So it'll be something we all four have watched. But uh, yes, 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 definitely. Uh, it'll be a fun time, and I'm, my wife will probably be very drunk by. Oh, the end I'm of gonna it. be schmammer. Are you kidding, <laughs> dude? I'm gonna be annihilated. But you know, I'm looking forward to having something like this. That's that's fun to do on on like New Year's Eve. I hate New Year's Eve. Yeah, I know. I, I really do. Like I, I I like going out to parties, but I also have the same problem you have. I don't want people leaving. Yeah, because everybody's drunk. Yeah, exactly. Even if you're not drunk, I don't don't leave where you are yeah. on New Year's Eve because well, some people out there are drunk. And here's the thing: is like you can even say. Okay, well, you know, I could always Uber out to a party somewhere. Yeah. Two problems with that. For one, you know, I live outside of Knoxville. I live like yeah. half an hour away from our nearest like big mm-hmm. city where yeah. all the cool stuff is going on right. that I would want to be at. Talking, of course, about Newport. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Newport. So it's like I can't really Uber 30 minutes away without spending an arm and a leg. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. And even if you did do that... Well, even while you're in your Uber, you could get smacked by some drunk driver. Some other person who's drunk. And yeah, driving. exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. Is that, like, just, Let's all just make a pact. Don't go anywhere. Once you get where you're going, stay there. Yeah, exactly. Or just fucking use Uber. Do not drive drunk. There's no yeah. reason to do that. There isn't. No. So, like, I, I hate New Year's stuff because to me... It just marks, it's like, it's the end of this big fun streak you've had of Halloween, followed by Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving followed by Christmas, yeah. you know? And by Thanksgiving, I just mean more Halloween. Yeah, obviously. second Halloween. Yeah, exactly. Well, we've had one Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> what about second How about Halloween? more? Second breakfast. <laughs> we should create second Halloween. I'm on board with that. Yeah. Absolutely on board with that. So... You know, it just kind of marks, it's like, hey, it's the end of the year. All the fun stuff is over. Now you get like four months of just like gray skies and snow oh, and ice God. and misery and yeah. fucking bullshit. So I always hate New Year's. I hate Old Lang Syne. Speaking of songs that fucking <laughs> bum me out, I hate it that song so much. That song is a bummer. I hate it. And it's like, it's not even necessarily the lyrics or anything. There's just something about that melody and stuff that mm-hmm. I just fucking hate. I don't exactly know why, but yeah, I hate that song. I don't like the risk of going out and getting fucking killed by a drunk driver. I just don't really like New Year's. So I'm actually really excited to be staying home and hanging out with you guys, Mm -hmm. drinking drinks, hanging out with our fans, and just like watching a scary movie. Yeah. That sounds great to Mm -hmm. me. So I'm looking forward to it. I don't know. uh, I mean, the plan is, of course, somewhere around 930 to, to midnight. At that point, I don't know what we'll do. Let it all hang out. Let it all hang out, probably. Yeah, just so. balls outside of the flies. Yeah, we'll yeah. figure something out. Yeah. But what it's going to be fun, man, because I, I, we've been wanting to do this for a while, yeah. and it's hard to just settle a time, but it was perfect. You don't like doing anything on, on New Year's Eve. Nope. I don't really like being out at all. I, I like partying on New Year's Eve, but I don't I don't like driving at no, all uh-uh. on New Year's Eve. No, not at all. I, I'm convinced I'm going to die in a car crash. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's... Yeah, I mean, it's it's a high likelihood. It, it, what is going to kill you is car crash, cancer, or a heart attack. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and cancer and heart attack, I can't do much about. No. A car crash, I could just not be in a car. Yeah, if you're not on the road, it helps. Yeah. Helps avoid it, that's for sure. Mm. Okay, so y'all tune in for that New Year's Eve. Yeah, we'll post more about it. 
Uh, Watch this, the Facebook group and the Instagram. Yeah, this is coming out Tuesday night, so should have something up by Wednesday. Definitely. Yeah. All right, so you said you've been watching some shit, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. So we just did a best of 2018 horror movies that'll be coming out Thursday. Thursday, yes, yeah, indeed. Um, our, our favorite, our top five favorite horror flicks of 2018. We got a YouTube video yeah. coming up about that. This will also be a mini episode on the podcast as well. Yeah. So you can listen or watch. Either one. I like watching better because we're so fucking hot. That is true. And the yeah. whole time, I'm just like licking my finger and staring at the camera. And you can't see it because we're sitting at this table, but we are letting it all hang out. Yeah. Balls out. Yeah. Just so you and know. And to the walls. Oh, yeah. Balls to the walls, except style. Get your balls to the walls. <laughs> Awesome stuff. So I'm going to mention some movies I didn't talk about in that okay. that I've, I've watched that I did enjoy. And right. the first one is Cam. Cam. Now, that's one that I I don't know anything about mm-hmm. except that I think one, one day after work or something like that, Kate came home and she's like, there's this movie on called Cam that I really want to watch. Mm-hmm. Don't read the trailer. You know, don't watch the trailer. Don't read the description. I just yeah. want to watch it. So it's good, huh? Yeah. The, the quick description I would give is that it's about a... a Cam girl, a girl who makes her money by doing sexualish things yeah. in front of a camera. Sexy stuff. But that from that you would never gather where it's going. But is it better than the really disappointing Kevin Smith segment yes, in holidays? That's what it reminded me. It reminded me of a good version because like not not a good version of that story but a yeah, good yeah, version yeah. of like the shittiness of being a cam girl at okay. times but it's also the the thing i kind of liked about it was that it, it doesn't like it doesn't show being a cam girl is like slutty it doesn't immoral or, whatever. or immoral sure. it shows it just shows the hardships of what it's actually like to be a cam girl but again that's not even close to what happens in the movie that's just like the setup the movie you will not you're not gonna guess what's gonna happen interesting some people dislike it okay uh i mentioned it the other day and a few people were like i didn't really like that or whatever but i i really got into it i really dug it i bet amish people really dislike it because they're like yeah there's there's zippers on the clothes (laughs) i have to watch this on an electric tube television i'm already upset about that's number one Upset that I had to install electricity. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's plenty of people in here that don't have beards. Oh, my gosh. No quilts in the movie? No, there weren't any quilts in the movie. Not a single barn raised? Mm-hmm. Were there any barns raised in the movie? Some pants barns. Oh, look at that. Erections. Those are tents. Uh, a tent yeah. is nothing on a barn. A tent is no barn, A sir. tent is so collapsible, but a barn is forever. A barn. <laughs> no barn has ever collapsed. Never. Nope. Not now. Not never. Okay, um, so I should watch it. Then. I do. Yeah, I recommend it. I thought it was really good. It's uh the the main girl. She's in Orange Is the New Black. Okay. Yeah. She's, she's been in a few things. You'll you'll recognize her. I think almost immediately. Is. Right on. But uh, she does such a great job, and I, I really I just like the way it goes. I like the the premise and just how different it was than what I expected. Okay. Is it a it's a horror movie, right? Yes, yes, it is. Interesting. What, yeah. what, like, uh, is there anything you would like compare it to, or even give me kind of a specific subgenre okay, of I horror? Don't com- the thing I thought to compare it to immediately, I don't want to because it would give spoiler. Away. Okay, yeah. any subgenre you'd kind of put this in, mm. or would that even be a spoiler? Yeah, too? I, I'd say just go into. Okay, it. all right, just right, go right. into it. Yeah. Right, right. I don't want to. I don't spoil anything. Um, 
so yeah that that's great i also we didn't mention revenge which i think some people would say is probably one of the best movies of 2018 i don't know that one um it's a rape revenge story but it's more uh it's it's less of the rape and more of the revenge like a lot of the rape is implied okay instead of shown graphically right like right it's not i spit on your grave or something yeah yeah that's exactly what i think of when i think of a rape revenge story sure, i yeah. spit on your grave because it's yeah. like the, the most disgusting one i think yeah May, i don't know last house on the left yeah it's rough yeah um but revenge yeah it's, it's really interesting stylistically it's in french so you're gonna have to read some subtitles oh but, no yeah oh no <laughs> but it looks great and is very a very satisfying movie Killer. Yeah. I've definitely got to watch that. I mean, honestly, some people say it's the best rape revenge movie. Uh, I think Bound to Vengeance is the best rape revenge movie. Okay. It also follows that trope of not showing uh, too much sexual assault, but showing the revenge. Yeah. Yeah. And and showing actual results of sexual assault, like showing how it affects people more than showing the act itself. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like a good watch. Yeah, it is. I really enjoyed it. So, I I did mention those two, and one more that I've watched recently that I... Okay, so everybody seems enamored with this movie, Ravenous. Ravenous. Okay, yeah, I've heard heard people talk about this, but I don't know anything about it. It's it's a French... um, Again, with the French... French zombie apocalypse movie. And it really seems to me that it's the type of movie that somebody saw after refusing to ever watch The Walking Dead. Okay. And then went, man, this is real great. No one's ever done this. So they refused to watch Walking <laughs> Dead, but maybe like they had heard about it from their friends. Yeah. And then thought that it was their own idea. Yeah. Got it. Probably. <laughs> Got it. Perfect. <laughs> so yeah, it's a lot of it just reminded me of The Walking Dead, which is great. I, I like The Walking Dead. I don't understand why people hate on it so much. Um, it it definitely never was the show that they think it ever was. Mm-hmm. It never was a show about killing zombies. Yeah, yeah. It was always a show about survivors and how hard that would be. Sure. Uh, and so this movie did a, a good bit of it. To me, it just didn't. I didn't get the hype. Okay. But. Again, it follows the sort of storytelling similarities to The Walking Dead, which I like. So if you don't like The Walking Dead, or I mean, if you haven't watched The Walking Dead and you want to see a good zombie movie, check out Ravenous. Ravenous. And not the Ravenous from 1999. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that one? Who made that? I can't remember. It had... Guy Pierce. Yeah. I've heard that that's really good. That's a good one. I've heard that's really fun good. I've never seen it, I don't think. But I've heard it's excellent. But yeah, I I just didn't didn't see what all the hype was about. But, you know, whatever. If you like it, maybe you'll like watching The Walking Dead for seven seasons because it's been on for a while. Well, maybe they do that. (laughs) Now, Steve, the subject of our podcast today Uh is none other than one Home Alone. Mm, What's the predicate? I mean... I want to know, Steve, uh-huh. before we get into reviewing this some bitch, as we step deeper into the preview palace. Welcome to the preview palace. You know, this is such an important and special movie from our childhoods, mm-hmm. being kids of the 80s. Yeah. That 
I would really I would really like to know, you know, in this in this broad landscape of of varied characters and personalities that we uh-huh. see in this flick. One thing, if I could talk to a wizard, maybe perhaps one over at BuzzFeed. Oh yeah, they and got ask them those. a question. I'd like to know which Home Alone character we are. Do you think that we could talk with them about that? I don't know. I uh, maybe we reach out to Jen Lewis because she seems like the type. Yeah, that would have that might know the answers. Oh my gosh! Let's take a quiz and find out with Jen Lewis. <laughs> about which Home Alone character we are. Now, Steve, our first question that we're going to answer here is going to be pick a John Hughes movie. And this is already really hard. This is already really hard because John Hughes made the 80s. He did. He built the 80s. Holy shit. We built this city on John Hughes. (laughs) So many fucking good movies, dude. Okay, we got nine options here. We got 16 Candles. Okay. I'll confess I've never seen it. Automobile. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Automobile. Also Love appropriate it. somewhat. Uncle Buck. God, man. Uncle Buck. That Fantastic. Was, that was one of mine as a kid. I mean, Ferris Bueller I saw a lot. And, yeah. But Uncle Buck, man, that I saw that one so many times. The Breakfast Club. That one again. Hey, so hey, many. hey, hey. Ooh, whoa. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Okay. A great and, I mean, also very sentimental and sad movie. Yeah. Very good. John Candy. Yeah. What a treasure. Pretty in Pink. Mm. Weird Science. Weird Science. She's oh, having man. a baby, which I've never seen. What, what about Weird Science? Weird Science was one I loved as a kid. I never realized until I got much older that Bill Paxton was in it. Like, even though... Yeah? Because I saw it so many times as a kid, I just saw Bill Paxton as Chet in my mind. Okay. And then when I saw him in other movies, I didn't associate the two. Wow. I think I've only seen that movie like once. He's not great, but as Got a kid, it. I loved it. I've never seen She's Having a Baby. I haven't either. I, don't think. I also don't think I've seen Mr. Mom. I have. It what happened very to me? good. Okay. All right, so of these, which one are you picking? Um, Man, this is a tough one. Uh, I, I'm going to go with The Breakfast Club. Strong choice. I think, yeah. Yeah, that's your one, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one that I watch now, and I'm like, oh, you kids. <laughs> but like <laughs> oh, as a kid watching it it was like yeah they get me right it's like smoke up old man yeah like, something like that he says I got I got dandruff <laughs> <laughs> is that just Ali Sheedy nobody Maybe. else said how to get that <laughs> okay I gotta choose Ferris Bueller man I love Ferris, Ferris Bueller Ferris Bueller's great yeah that's the best like sick day movie that there is yeah stay home and watch uh-huh. Ferris Bueller's on the couch yeah good way to do it well I mean if it's really the best sick day movie you turn it on at home, and then off you go on adventures. No and your mom's shit. like, he's just watching Ferris Bueller. God, but that really, gets meta. She goes to open the door, and it hits the play button. <sighs> oh, my God. It's perfect. <laughs> oh, no. So many choices here. Pick a winter activity. We got a bunch. Reading under a warm blanket. Ooh. Sledding. Hi. A snowball fight. Ooh. Ice skating. Okay. Skiing. Mm-hmm. Snowboarding. Snuggling with a loved one. Aww. Drinking hot toddies by a fire. Sleeping. You know, judging by the day that I had today where I was just inside making food and drinking all day. Yeah. I had myself uh, I had myself a nice old fashioned, I had myself oh, a beer, okay. had myself several different things. Drinking hot toddies by a fire sounds 
pretty damn nice yeah. to me. I'm going to go with that. This seems like a good option on a, a, on a winter day. seem like things that you could do simultaneously. Drinking hot toddies by a fire snuggled with a loved one reading under a warm blanket seems like you could... <laughs> I mean, I was thinking of drinking hot toddies while skiing. Oh, shit. That Sounds pretty sense. good. Um, <laughs> man, I'll tell you what. For me, the past two weeks since it's been really dark most yeah. of the time yeah, it has. i've been sleeping a lot yeah I mean, get your sleep on not not like sleeping excess hours but taking naps like several naps throughout the day that accumulate to my sleep that sounds awesome it is pretty great actually i i, I wish that was I, I don't think that's healthy for you to just take a few two hour naps i don't know but you're going to find out. You do get a lot more done. It is easier to reset. You know how after eight hours of sleep, you're like, okay, uh, what the fuck is life? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. After two hours, you're like, all right, I was working on that project. Back to drinking. Back, yeah, back to my drinking project. That sounds great, man. <laughs> good choice. Good choice. All right. Next, we got to pick an instrument here. We got a clarinet, mm -hmm. the favorite instrument of the Polka King. Yes, uh -huh. indeed. We got a Gortar. I don't even know how to play the Gortar. The Gortar is a uh, guitar for Goro, right? Right. Yeah. Four necks. Four necks. We got a violin, uh -huh. a trumpet. We got the bass guitar, which, as we said, makes the daddy noises. It does. Yeah. Gortar makes the mommy noises. And the, ba the bass guitar makes daddy noises and makes the fish jump out of the water. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. The fish jump out of the oh, water? Yeah. You stand next to the lake, play that bass guitar, bass just jump at you. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that one from It's Bill a natural Dave. lure. Uh -huh. we, got, we got we got a drums. Drums. We have an harp. An harp. Whoa, they're going off the reservation here. Glockenspiel. <laughs> or just cymbals. Who the fuck? Wow. Who the fuck's just like, man, I just want to crash a bunch of cymbals together all day I mean, long. That's the thing, though, is there are those dudes in the orchestra who just hit cymbals. Yep. And it's like, who is the fucking virtuoso? Like, dude, have you ever heard fucking Francis Bubble Trousers symbol work? <laughs> Man, he oh, will fucking shit. nail some symbols. That's all he like. Listen to the emotion. <laughs> have you ever heard just unaccompanied symbols? It's the worst sound. Yeah, it's like somebody dropped shit. It's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> Which is never pleasant. Nope. Not now, not now. Oh, I never. dropped a bunch of pans. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Oh, I'd precisely. like to hear more of that. <laughs> Which one are you picking on here, Steve? Um, an I mean, I can't play any of these things. Um, and I, it looks to me that the glockenspiel would probably be the that's easier you, huh? one to learn. That's so your jam. I'm going to glockenspiel. Holy cow, man. You know... The Gortar is obviously my, my instrument of passion. Uh-huh. But you know what? I have so much fun playing the bass Gortar. Yeah? Making the daddy noises down yeah. low. I'm actually going to choose the bass Gortar. While you're, while you're playing the bass Gortar? Yeah. Do you ever think, like, I'm doing less than everyone else? Yeah, but making the same amount of money. I know. <laughs> and, less, and, and less people talk to me after the show. Yeah, because why would they? <laughs> Oh, there's the bass player. Oh, anyway, hey. behind him is the guy I want to talk to. <laughs> so I've been really enjoying laying down some big old, big old bass here lately. That's somewhere. awesome. I'm going to choose that. It's a low pressure scenario. It man. is. You can get fucked up and play it. Yeah. It's great. That's great. <laughs> you think, you think Flea ever gets fucked up and plays? Like, oh God, dude! Are you kidding? He like rode the H train for fucking ever back in the day. Still, he's cleaned fucking, up now. Yeah. 
But like you listen to that, those early albums, like it, not that he's fallen off, he's gotten only better. He's those killer. early albums. It's just like, dude, what? Man, listen, like talking about Flea being awesome at bass is one of those things that <laughs> seems like it, it's like whenever you talk to, you know, your 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 fucking uh, uncle in law, uh-huh. and he's like, hey man, you ever heard? Eric Clapton play the guitar. <laughs> and it's like, well, okay, no shit. Old slow hand. Yeah. yeah, it's like, okay, no shit. You're naming off like the most well-known fucking player yeah. of that instrument. Yes, he's he's good. Duh. Uh-huh. Flea is like, yes, he is one of the most well-known bass players in history. Yeah. He's also really fucking good. He's, re- like he's, he's real he's fucking good. He's interestingly good. good. Not yeah. like Eric Clapton. No. Where it's just like, I don't care about Layla. Fucking move on, dude. No. But yeah. Flea can nail it. Flea is actually awesome. And it's not just the slap playing and stuff, no. man. His finger style playing is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Great trumpeteer as well. Yeah. He's a real high bugle boy. He's a, man, awesome actor too. He was Needles. He's a nihilist. He's also a nihilist. <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's Needles in Back to the Future and a nihilist uh-huh. in Big Lebowski. And he was in that movie with Charlie Sheen and Victoria Swanson or something oh, where yeah? people are chasing them around the LA freeway and he and Anthony Kiedis are in like a Bronco or something. I don't remember what this is called. Somebody listening is like, that's my favorite movie. But I... Great review on iTunes, Great review on iTunes. <laughs> so Ben, pick a pizza topping. I'm gonna pick a pizza, all right. First pizza topping is not a pizza topping. Plain. Oh, the antithesis of You topping. mean cheese? Cheese. Cheese okay. is not plain. That's mm, cheese. Yeah. Pepperoni. Okay. Pepperon. Panoply. Okay. Ananas. Are you... Yeah. Are, okay, back up. Uh-huh. Yes. Obviously, the internet talks a lot about pineapple and pizza. Yeah, those people are stupid. I'll say this. It depends yeah. on what else is on the pizza. It does. You Listen, anybody out there who doesn't think pineapple on pizza is good, pineapple, bacon, jalapenos. Yeah, exactly. Get that. That works. It will fucking destroy your life. You yeah, will no longer talk shit about pineapple on pizza. But yeah, if you get just pineapple with on a supreme or something, yeah, like why? With dumb. There's yeah, no reason exactly. for that. Yeah. I, to me, pineapple and mushroom is a combination. That's a weird one. I, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's too weird. Yeah. You got to get just, it with it the right stuff, the right y'all. Stuff, yeah. Come on. You got to combine it with something spicy and something salty. Yeah, exactly. To sort of counter all of it. Yep. And it all comes together to make just an amazing deliciousness. Or go with the Deadpool, uh, black olives and pineapple, salty sweet. Hmm. Yeah. I do love olives on a pizza. I like a scattering of black olives. Yeah. You, you can do too much. Man. They can get just so briny and, and it's like I can't yeah. taste the cheese or nothing. Just you know? super salty, yeah. Man, but we, yeah. Went, we went to fucking Adopo last yeah. night. Yeah. I love God that. damn, that place is so good. What'd you get? We got the Pizza Cletta. Which is a white pizza. Mm-hmm. And for those of you guys listening, Adopo is a sourdough pizza place in Knoxville. That's open every third Wednesday when the sun is uh, shining to the, to the south. East. Somehow. <laughs> like their schedule is really weird. Is it? Yeah. If you've ever looked at, like, they're not open on Mondays. Okay. They don't open until like five throughout weird. the week. I, I must be lucky because like every time I go, they happen to be open. Oh, well, there you go. I, I, it works out that way. So Pizza Club is like a white pizza. And a lot of places, their white pizza just means no sauce or whatever. Yeah. But with them, their, their, their white sauce is like, man, I'm trying to remember what all they put in it. Ricotta. It's just a handful of things. Yeah. No, it's like it's like pecorino and cream and something else. Oh, okay. And it's just rich and delicious, but still light. It's Sounds not like great. an Alfredo. It's very okay. light. And it has cheese on it and like a... Uh, 
I think it's got like a 16 month old pursuit on there. And then also some like arugula greens on top uh-huh. with like lemon juice and stuff. Holy fucking God. It was so good, man. I hope that prosciutto is hitting its 16th month milestones. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I don't know what those are. Standing, maybe? Is that when the soft spot goes away? Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> 16 months. It just seals up. Man, fuck people who refer to their kid in months. <laughs> oh, he's 58 months old. <laughs> and it's like, hey, fuck you, do math. I think, I think, it's like, hey, how old's your kid? I, I don't know. Fuck you, do math. I think it's up. It's acceptable up to 17 months. Once you hit a year and a half. Fuck you. Just tell me. A year and a half. Then it's two. Then it's three. Then it's four. Yes. Please <laughs> move on with the months thing. I know it means a lot to you. It doesn't mean anything to me. Our little Aiden is 54 months. Fuck off. How <laughs> old is he? I'm not interested in doing that math. No. He'll be starting kindergarten soon. I mean, okay, so now you can relate to me whenever I ask somebody as a homeschool kid, Yeah. hey, how old were you when X happened? Yeah. Oh, it was in 10th grade. <laughs> yeah, so it's you, exactly like that. To you, that means like, oh, so like in my living room, that yeah. was how old you were? So you're asking me to do math. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, it's the same fucking deal. I hate that shit. That's great. Okay, so pineapple. Uh, pineapple, peppers, Okay. olives, Onions, sausage, ham, extra cheese. Given these options, I'm just going to go with a good old school pepperoni. Pepperoni. I, I, I like a pepperoni on a pizza. It's yep. like if you're just going with a one topping scenario, yeah. that's fine. Especially if it's yeah. like, especially if it's the kind of pepperoni that's like, you know, the, the diameter of like a quarter and it kind of dishes oh, up and curls like up that. and it's crispy mm-hmm. on the edge. I'm way on deck with okay. that. That's fine with me. I, you know, like. If if I'm just gonna be getting one of these toppings, uh, the only thing that works for me then is plain. Really? Yeah. So you're telling me you'd rather have just a plain cheese than just like a oh pepperoni? A pepperoni? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like pepperoni that much. Really? Yeah. I one time oh I one time made this mistake. Mm. <laughs> I had a job that I ended up losing uh, because according to the manager, nobody there liked me. <laughs> Impossible. That's impossible. <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt. But uh, was it when you tried to work for the Republican National Convention? Yeah, I was, tr- <laughs> and the whole time I was like, guys, we should really change our views on abortion and like every other thing. Uh, no, I was working for a security company, and like, I guess I rubbed some people the wrong way because uh, immediately when I was reading the training manual, I was like, I could rewrite this for you. Yeah, because it was Ill- illegible. Wow, it was like it was like the dumbest person in the world had an <laughs> idea, and they were like, "That's where you put the talky words," and they dictated uh, it, and they dictated it to somebody who was illiterate. <laughs> anyway, but I, I said one time, I was like, "Who really likes pepperoni?" And t- the two guys I was working with that night both looked at me like I was insane. Yeah. Oh my. And God. I was like. Like, do you just buy? Do you just buy a pepperoni and slice off a slice of pepperoni and eat pepperoni? And seriously, one of the guys who had a master's degree in theology oh. looked me dead in the face and said, "Yes, like I'm human trash." Wow, you talk and to you me don't? like a person that does that? Holy shit! I, he said that every 
Christmas, he and his family get no. a pepperoni. He's full of shit. It, no, like, you don't. It was almost like I was in a, a, a sitcom where I constantly fuck up at jobs. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. always say the exact wrong like thing. Like a, a Ben and Stiller I, movie or something. Like, how did, uh, how did I even get to the point of talking about pepperoni to the one guy whose family eats pepperoni? He's fucking Mr. Pepperoni. For Christmas, Christmas. every year. That's the dumbest tradition I've ever heard of. Fuck you, And Jer- I like pepperoni. Jared, fuck you, fuck if you're listening. <laughs> First off, master's degree in theology didn't give you good taste in movies. That's for <laughs> sure. Second off, you're dumb. <laughs> I mean, even as a fan of pepperoni, if that's the best tradition you could come up with for Christmas, <laughs> come on, man. It seems like it was less of a tradition and more of a hardship situation (laughs) his mom stole pepperoni from pizza and was like merry christmas this is about all we got guys (laughs) damn anyway so yeah i would just go cheese and and i'm not an extra cheese guy i think extra cheese makes it too rich it like messes up the balance of the cheese and sauce yeah it usually does honestly yeah and you know just plain mushrooms wasn't a choice on here i love mushrooms on yeah actually i was gonna say if mushrooms had been on there i would have picked just mushrooms and i actually thought about doing just sausage but i always prefer sausage with uh black olives yeah oh man black olive sausage is great yeah that plus um banana peppers oh yeah quality yeah weirdly enough i hate basically any other like pickled peppers i don't really like any kind of those yeah. or really just pickled anything oh yeah that's right i forgot yeah but like banana peppers baked on a pizza pretty fucking good yeah i, lo- I love pickled peppers in general and when yeah, it comes to mushrooms fuck that canned mushroom jam oh god no fuck that that man. is not acceptable anytime i go to a pizza place if it's like within question i'm always like do you guys use fresh or canned yeah you know, because canned mushrooms—that what is that? It's like fish bait or something. Yeah, they're disgusting. They don't taste good. They don't smell good. Like, who are they no, for? I don't understand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't understand. It's not like mushrooms are like hard to store. Yeah, or expensive or to get ex- fresh. Yeah. Jesus, dude, <laughs> just get a couple and cut them up. Jerk ass. All right, All Steve, right. pick a holiday song. Pick yourself a holiday song here. All right. All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. Yeah, yeah. We got Last Christmas by mm-hmm. Wham. Wham. We were just talking about Wham earlier. We were. Blue Christmas by Elvis. Uh-huh. White Christmas, Bing Crosby. Mm-hmm. Baby, It's Cold Outside, Dean Martin, a mm-hmm. controversial choice. Controversial. Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee. Step into Christmas, Elton Jern. I don't know if I know that one. Step into Christmas, blah, 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 blah. I don't know People that one. People number nine's coming never and never. You've heard it. That sounded like every Elton John song. Yeah, it kind of does, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> You're Mean with Mr. Grinch by Thurl Ravenscroft. That sounds like a fucking high priest of the Church of Satan. I was going <laughs> to say when you go to Thurl like the College of Magic in Winterhold. Earl <laughs> Ravenscroft is there, or Jingle Bell Rock, Bobby Helms. What are you choosing here, man? I I thought when we first I saw pick a holiday song, I was like, oh, it's gonna be a bunch of shit songs. But I actually like a yeah, lot of these. Basically, songs. all these are really good. Yeah. Um. Gosh, I guess I have to go with Last Christmas by Wham. You know, listen, mm-hmm. people fucking hate that song. So Why? many, I, I don't know, because the original, I love. Is it because it goes into, like, the minor keys and, like, it... You know, here's the thing about it. It doesn't even actually do that. It doesn't? It never goes into it minor keys. It sounds, key. like, yeah. to me, it sounds like it goes 
a lot of the intervals uh-huh. that he sings yeah. are kind of melancholy. Yeah. Like that that's the weird thing about it is like it can sound kind of sad without ever actually really going minor key. Like if you took thing. the music out of the background, it would sound like a sad person singing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think the original's great. Okay. I really I really like it a lot, so I, I can't bash that I'm choice at all. Now all those remakes and shit that have been put out are hot mm-hmm. dog shit. They yeah. are fucking awful. Yeah. All the remakes are terrible. Except for that one that Davy Stranger has been working on. Oh yeah, that dude's awesome. The Davy Stranger one's really good. Yeah. He's bound to bring like a lot of energy to it. A lot of sadness and sorrow. <laughs> I think of these choices here, man, I've got to go with All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. Yeah. That first Mariah Carey Christmas album yeah. is a treasure unto humanity. It's also a treasure unto Mariah Carey. She never has to work again. She's never let it go. <laughs> She's never let it go, man. And, you know, the, the remake thing she did is just really dumb. Yeah. You know, where it's like the Holly Jolly edition or whatever. Right. Have you I heard that? I haven't heard it. No. Fucking dumb, dude. Mm. But the OG is is a treasure, and that whole album is great. That's that's one of those like pinnacle Christmas records for me. I I get why people are upset at Baby It's Cold Outside because it does sound rapey, even though that's it taking it out of context. Doesn't was, matter about context. It matters how it affects you. I was trying to remember. Did we talk about this on the last? Yeah, we episode? talked about it last time. Okay, I couldn't remember but, if we did or if we just talked about it before the show. I wonder why. No one seems to ever point out that white Christmas sounds like a white supremacist dream. You know, like kind of does. Just like, just the, like ones the ones I, I used, used to know. To know. Mm. <laughs> like it's back before the dream- blacks. Yeah, dreaming yeah. of a day, the good old days that racists are always talking about when I guess no minorities existed. I don't know. <laughs> like I, I wonder. It's very easy to look at it that way. Like, do you think? Because, like, okay. Let's say Hitler got his dream. Yes. And they killed Man all in the minorities. Tower. They killed all uh, gay people. Gypsies. All gypsies. They killed all people with any sort of mental illness. Sure. Let's say they did that. Yeah. And discovered it didn't stop that from still popping up. Mm-hmm. People would still be born with illnesses. Yeah, and sure. Diseases and yeah, problems. Yeah. And started to notice that doing all that didn't actually fix any of their issues. Right. What then? Like, Hitler couldn't have possibly believed that... It re- like, they can't really believe it, right? Like, white supremacists can't oh, really so. believe that if it was only white people, things would be Everything better. Everything would be fine. Well, that's the thing, though, is, like, even if it did turn to that, it would become, like, oh, man... Those fucking brunettes with green eyes. Exactly. They're the fucking problem. Can you believe people from uh, northern Knoxville? Yeah, They're exactly. They're not like us in southern Knoxville. No, it, it would absolutely turn to that. Yeah. I, I think that, that humans are so naturally tribalist yeah. that that would absolutely happen. Which is for why sure. this. I'm just going to put this out Hit there me. for all to hear. When you start talking about freedom of speech in association with white supremacy... You need to understand that their end goal is to kill everyone but themselves. Right. So fuck their free speech. 
<laughs> and also, freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom of avoiding consequence yeah. for saying what you say. Yeah. You can get fucking punched in the face for saying some dumbass shit, you and idiots. really should. Yeah, absolutely so. Richard Spencer fucking teach get you some more. Yeah, any absolutely so. Any of them. Actually, you know what? It did work. Rich, who the fuck hears about Richard Spencer? He's Are pretty Milo off the map. Leonopolis anymore. Yeah, fuck and even that fucking guy. the Proud Boy dude is now, nobody God, gives a shit about him. Like, guy, man. The, you, you get your fame by selling out to your race exclusively yeah. and it immediately turns against you because nobody agrees with you. Yeah, exactly. So fuck you. Yep. Actually, I want you to speak. Speak as much as you can. More of you should tell us about your white supremacist yeah. leanings so we know to just never listen to you. I mean, seriously, that has been the greatest thing about, and I'll say the greatest thing and the worst thing, about the current administration and just yeah, current climate and stuff like that is made it so easy for me to be like, okay, I don't want to associate with that yep. person or that person <laughs> or you or you or you. That whole group of people, yeah. It's very so easy. So much easier. Yep. It makes it very easy to select who yep. I want to be affiliated with, for sure. Yeah, and they like to they like to paint that as we're not willing to listen to opposing views. Here's your opposing view: all people who aren't white should die. Yeah, I don't need to hear that. No. There are no, you, there's no detail you can add to that that makes it right. Yeah. So it's not that I'm not listening to you; it's that you don't have anything to say. Right. How about that? <laughs> Might be that. Merry Christmas, y'all. <laughs> We're an hour and a half into this podcast. <laughs> Nowhere near talking about. I'm no having one. a great time. I'm yeah, fine me with too. it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. What's our next one here? We got Steve. Which household item would you use to defend <laughs> yourself? All right. Okay. Uh, baseball bat, fireplace poker, Ooh. kettle full of hot water. That is vicious. Mm. Bucket of tar. That's sadistic. An icicle. Oh, okay. Ooh, perfect murder. Perfect yeah, it's perfect murder. murder. It's good. Nine one one. Nine one one is a joke. Damn. No, no, no. That's that's nine eleven. That's oh. Would you, you defend yourself you? by flying a plane into the person? <laughs> <laughs> this guy's got, this guy's trying to carjack me. Hold on a second. <laughs> Let Off me I command go. here this plane. <laughs> um, a plunger, a rusty nail, a golf club. I'm gonna have to go with baseball bat. Yeah, I think that just seems. I mean, honestly, probably a fireplace poker seems like a better choice because you can swing it like a bat, and it's also got that that the hook and point. Mm -hmm. And also, I mean, steel is, you know, yeah, harder than than a bat. I don't know if you're ever gonna be able to break a bat over a person, so it's not gonna matter. <laughs> yeah, I feel good using that bat. Yeah. That's where I'm going for. Okay, um, nine elevening a person sounds say, pretty intense. I was gonna nine eleven some food. <laughs> <laughs> I, that just got me on a watch list of yeah. some sort. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Steve, pick a color. Red, pink, blue, orange, green, purple, black, yellow, gray. I already know you're going to choose orange. orange. I'm going to choose green because we've done these kinds of things before. Yeah, many times. Next. Pick a pet. We've already done this yep. in real life. A dog, a cat, a tarantula, a ferret, a turtle, a hamster, a snake, a mouse, a lizard. Who are you going for? Um, you go for a dirt. Yeah, I mean, it's the pet I did pick. Yeah, like it's not like a dog was thrust upon me. Yeah, you know, with great dog comes great responsibility. Oh yeah, they say yeah. that. You know, they, I also am a dog person. I have two dogs, mm -hmm. but if it was me left to my own devices, yeah, with me being like gone so much. And, oh yeah, and all that kind is, of thing. It's impossible to yeah. have. So I guess I would choose a cat, given that these is options. Easier. Yeah, because yeah. it's just like, whatever, here's your shit box. Here's some yeah. food. You'll feed yourself. You show up a few days later. It's pissed at you for a little bit, but then it's like, hey, whatever. And then it just stays pissed at yeah. you anyway. So, yeah. All right. 
Pick okay. a mode of transportation. Mm-hmm. Bus, car, truck, train, plane, helicopter, motorcycle, scooter. Just doing some scooting. <laughs> or a hoverboard. Um, I mean, honestly, for me, preferable would be a helicopter. Yeah, helicopter. <laughs> just, just go really? where I'm going. Nice. But that's not uh, environmentally friendly or uh, that safe. Helicopters crash all the time. They do that, yeah. Um, so I like a bus. Yeah, I know, you're a bus I mean, man. I know buses are gross, but like, they I are. don't have to drive. I don't. Have, the only shit you have to deal with is the fact that everybody gets on the front and then stands two steps away from uh, the entrance. Yeah. And you want to murder them all. True. Or, of course, there's always the lady with 15,000 bags who sits <laughs> who sits on the inside mm, seat. Yes. And then puts all of her bags on the seat near the window and then sometimes in front of her. Very accommodating. Yeah. Very accommodating. But I, still, I don't have to drive. I get where I'm going and it's yeah. cheap. I'm a plain man. Yeah. I love getting to go somewhere that's far away in a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. I that like the cool. fact that when it takes off, it feels like a roller coaster. Man, I do love that. I've flown in my life over 30 times. Sure. And I'm at the point now where it's just like uncomfortable. Yeah. I Because seats have gotten smaller in the past. Uh, I guess the first time I flew was 2002. Okay. Seats have gotten smaller. Less leg room. Mm. Uh, I can't afford a business class or first class seat. It's expensive. It's expensive. It's a sparring seat. Yeah. But yeah, if it was a private jet, if it was a first class Dude, seat. Dude, that, that fucking private jet scenario we took this year uh-huh. was fucking great. Yeah. That was truly the best way. That would be awesome. I mean, it's just like you just you show up whenever you want. Yeah. You don't have to go through screening or nothing. You just fucking get on the plane, go where you want to. And then... Off you go to nine eleven somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. And it was the best. Anybody <laughs> you want to, dude. Anybody you Anybody. want. Yep. <laughs> Next. You would rather hang out in a blanket. Fort. Hey, that's your hood. In there. That's your former hood right there. A room with a comfy couch, a tree house, a snow fort, your bedroom, a tent in a forest, a log cabin, first class on a plane, oh. the back of a truck. Oh man. You know, honestly, I think of, of all of these things right here, I think that I am going to choose a, a a room with a comfy couch. Sounds pretty damn nice to that me. That is awesome. I can sit on that thing and play a Gortar or a Bass Gortar. Yeah. I can watch a movie. Whatever yeah. I want to do. I can take a nap. Do whatever the hell you want to do. Get me on that comfy couch. Um, You know what you can do in a blanket fort? All those things plus use your imagination oh my god oh are we uh protecting castle from the huns yeah obviously remember how the huns were always after those castles always yeah (laughs) always yeah you can record a podcast in there that's true and that's what i uh would probably do the whole time strong choice i'd start a new one uh what, what would it be called what would my blanket fort podcast be called hmm from a blanket fort on the hill no okay that works pretty good Fortin it up. Okay. Fortnite. There Fortnite. we go. Fortnite. That's the one. People love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Steve. Pick a clothing item. Scarf, sweater, gloves, socks, snow pants, boots, a hat, a turtleneck. This whole outfit, which is like the big the, padded the outfit from, from uh, Christmas Story. Christmas Story, yeah. yeah. What are you going with here? Um, I, I don't care for gloves. I found scarves and... Uh, hats to be the most important thing in keeping yourself warm. 
Yes, they do yeah, help covering tremendously. Covering your hands just makes them sweat. For me, I like a I like a glove. You I like do a glove, okay. Yeah. I but I think for me a sweater. Yeah, a yeah. sweater is a great choice, man. A sweater is great. You know, I'm gonna choose a glove for myself because one of the things that I hate the most about wintertime uh-huh. is that if I've been out, even if it's just like you know a walking through a parking lot or whatever, mm-hmm. getting in the car, driving home, my hands are so cold I can't really like shred. Oh, no. You know what I mean? You need that. Yeah, I can't pick up the Gortar yeah. and shred it whenever I want to if my, my fingers are all cold and oh, stuff. Oh, man, I bet you playing with cold fingers is like... Slow hand. Yeah, it's like Eric Clapton. Exactly. I was going to say it would be like me picking up a guitar, but then I was like, no, I wouldn't. It'd be like, like Eric it would Clapton be, trying. It'd just be a slower version of you playing guitar, which is not me just picking up a guitar. Uh-huh. Me picking up a guitar is just strumming in a way that I think looks cool. Hey, you want to hear a good Eric Clapton joke? I'm just going to throw that motherfucker off the ledge here. Get this. You know what the difference between a baby and a bag of cocaine is? Eric Clapton would never let a bag of cocaine fall off of a fucking windowsill. What do you think about that? Fall off a balcony. Technically. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Uh, you couldn't go a day without uh-huh. soda. Oh, mm, your soda. toothbrush, mm-hmm. your kid. I have no child. Your glasses. I don't have those. Insulting someone. Ooh. Makeup. Mm-mm. Talking. Your pet. Smoking. Hmm. <clears throat> I could go a day without a lot of these. Really. Yeah, me too. I think honestly, uh, probably my toothbrush. Like I I, I hate yeah. that sweater tooth feeling. Yeah, that's gross. Very badly. Yeah, and, and also too, like I have, as we discussed before, I still have my fucking wisdom teeth, uh-huh. and I'm always getting fucking mm-hmm. shit stuck at them, and it drives me, in fucking sane. Insane. It's like the, the worst membrane. part of living. So I gotta have myself <laughs> that's a the toothbrush. Worst part of living. Yeah, one of. One um, of. for me, glasses. Cause guess what? If I don't have them. Nothing's happening. Got a case of the no see Got a case of the not being able to do anything. All right, Steve, we just got our results in. Apparently, I am fuller. Wait, what? <laughs> it says go I, easy on... I got fuller. What? Go. We didn't answer anything the same. Man. You kidding? I think the joke to this was we're all going to get fuller. It advised us go easy on the Pepsi if you have too much to drink you'll wet the bed man i i'm not fuller i never noticed how cute fuller is though i mean he's adorable he really is he's the he's kieran Colton. yeah 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 he's a cute little kid no all those watching through dude. this time it was just like oh he's real cute he's he only is. in for brief you know that makes no sense that we both got no it doesn't him i figured i'd I at least get like something, big pete from pete and pete that's in there yeah maybe i don't know like there's not a lot of personality in most everybody. Yeah. Getting into Home Alone. <laughs> One hour and 45 minutes into the podcast. That's fine. Let's talk about Home Alone. Um, <laughs> there's not really only a couple characters that have any sort of character. It's basically Kevin, the Wet mm-hmm. Bandits. Mm-hmm. His mom doesn't really. Not and that's really. a. a absolute crime because Catherine O'Hare is hilarious. Yeah, she is. She's amazing. Uh, Buzz. He he's a strong yeah, he's personality. An asshole, yeah. yeah, but yeah, I guess it, the really. old man. The old man old doesn't man even have his his personality is I'm actually not mean, which yeah. is not a personality if you don't know that other people think you're mean. It's true. <laughs> so he's just yeah. some dude. He's like, hey, what's up? 
Uh, I'm an old guy. Don't old believe dude. the stuff you've heard about me. You can say hi and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Steve, when was the first time that you watched Horror Malern? Uh, n- 1990. I remember seeing this. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. This I loved this movie because I, I remi- like it reminded me of myself. Yep. I felt that way at that time. I was about the same age as Kevin. Felt like my family wasn't listening to me ever, yep. and that totally. they all were like annoyed by me and yep. shit. And you wanted them to like go away, and you thought you could be fine on your own. And yeah. Yada yada. Yeah. Yeah. And I wouldn't. I don't think I would have lasted as long as Kevin did. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know I, I wouldn't have. No. I, I don't think I could have done quite as much, but definitely like I, I felt uh, akin to him. And this also was just a fun kids movie. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a John Hughes and, and Chris Columbus movie at the end of the day. It's, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna show proficiency right in storytelling so you said this is 1990 90 yeah so i also saw this whenever it came out in theaters at Mm -hmm. the ripe old age of i would have been six by then yeah and i remember just absolutely loving it and if i recall i want to say we saw it twice in theaters oh okay which was like a hyper rarity for us yeah i want to say that we saw it twice which to me is odd looking back on it because I can't imagine my mom really liking this. Like, I know that we definitely went and saw it with just my brother and my mom. I'm sure my dad didn't go to see it with us. Uh, but I know that I remember my mom just talking about, like, what a little shit Kevin was. <laughs> and there were so many points in the movie where, you know, Kevin would say something, like, really mouthy to his fucking mom or dad. Mm-hmm. And my mom just kind of leaning over and being like, I will fucking slit your throat if you talk to me <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? I think you probably saw it twice because your mom was like, I'm going to really drill this. this into their heads. I'll murder I'll <laughs> cut off your cojones and boil them in motor oil. Yeah, that sounds like something that you would threaten a child with. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, like, I remember watching this in theaters and just absolutely loving it. But then, like I said, my mom really driving home that she would kill me if I acted like yeah. that. And it's funny because... And I think that we mentioned this maybe on some like long ago episode of the podcast, but whenever you watch this movie, you relate a- as a kid so much to like Kevin, obviously, and mm-hmm. being like, oh man, my family doesn't fucking listen to me. I'm just kind of static in the background, yada, yada. But then as an older dude, you watch it and you're like, man, that kid is a fucking asshole. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. All of them are, though. All those kids, it seemed like. We're they're, terrible they, to be they around. They really do. And, and the parents, too. It's like all of them really oh do gosh. seem like assholes. You know what? I think maybe if you're perhaps the richest family in Winnetka Township, one of the richest neighborhoods in all of America. Right. And you're uh, paying for like 90,000 of your family members to go to France for yeah. Christmas. It's like, what the is, likelihood what, you're all assholes is pretty high. Probably high. Yeah. I mean, what is what is the final head count that. Um, oh, right. Shit, it's How like 14 or something. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of people. people. How much does that cost for international flight tickets during With peak. Four first class tickets. Yeah, during peak holiday mm-hmm. hours. Good it's God. Insane. And at some point, it's addressed in there that Catherine O'Hare, the mom, mm-hmm. uh, does say they're at Catherine O'Hare. Yeah, she doesn't work. It's like it's just yeah. the dad working. Which, which I've heard all kinds of like fun theories and stuff. That like the dad's like a mob boss. 
Oh, okay. And that, like, yeah. Kevin knows. Or Hitman or something. Yeah, cause, yeah. And like Kevin knows all this sadistic, insane shit okay. to do to these people because he watched his dad do it. Which I think is pretty fucking that is rad. Cool. It's yeah. Pre- it actually kind of makes sense when you look at it that way. Because I really. Because, you know, somebody pointed out a few years ago that Home Alone is basically the prequel to Saw. Yes. And watching through it again now as a full-grown adult, and with that in mind, it's like, oh, yeah, no, he's sadistic. He does. Yeah. He he brands both of them, scars them for life. Yeah, they permanent branding. will never forget right. the things he did to them. Yeah, yeah. That Pretty hardcore. Insane. And he's just like a nine-year-old boy. <laughs> now, you also have an idea that this is a prequel to some other movie, right? Yeah. Tell it's me about this. a movie that I think you'll immediately <laughs> recognize why I think they're connected. We need to talk about Kevin. <laughs> and I mean, when you say it that way, it's, Kevin, right, right? it's right on the nose when you yeah. put it that way. Yeah, you've we need it. to talk about Kevin. I think is a chilling, fucking yes, amazing absolutely. movie, Great. dude. Tilda Swinton, amazing. Ezra oh, Miller, so good. John C. Riley plays that, like... Oh, yeah, he's in that. Uh, That's doting, right. like, father just doesn't see the bad in his kid, etc. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And he's named Kevin. And he's named Kevin, but he also does some pretty Kevin-ish shit, like locking all the doors and using a bow and arrow to he does. pick off his classmates. Like, he, it's pretty Kevin-ish. That seems like something you would do. Do you think, do you think like, the progression... Oh my God! What if the progression of this entire universe is Home Alone, uh-huh. The Good Son? Oh shit! We need to talk about Kevin. What if those are all the same story? Oh, it's no. like a trilogy, like of it, Kevin. Like Kevin McAllister is like the Joker. Like he he's like, oh, you want to know about my childhood? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He just always tells these different lies about his childhood. I I dig I it. tortured and almost murdered two men as a nine year old. <laughs> And that man is Osama bin Laden. Yeah, he was. I 9-11 some people. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> How are you still alive? <laughs> um, but yeah, like, this movie, like, he, he's... So it's a prequel that we need to talk about. Yeah, Kevin. it's a prequel that we okay. need to talk about. Kevin, it's a prequel to the Saw movies. It's, it, it is, like, he, he shows every indication of growing up to be a serial killer yeah well he he is also so detached from reality that mm. he obviously thinks that he is the topic of a movie or a film yeah. he breaks the fourth wall several times yeah just looking straight into the camera like uh, right before the all the torture and murder starts he says don't get scared now yeah <laughs> like right at like, the camera hey audience i know people are watching me because uh it I obviously I'm not a sociopath who just assumes everybody's watching. Yeah, me. I'm not Deadpool. I'm not Wade Wilson. I'm about to torture these two guys and maybe murder them. Maybe. Maybe it's a prequel to Deadpool. <laughs> you know? I hope it is. Like maybe that is the origin of Wade Wilson, is that his dad was like a mob hitman and that's where he learned all this stuff. Yeah. And somehow when they're figured out that he's the topic of entertainment, <laughs> you know, comic books and movies and so on. That's great. I'm actually pretty okay with that. I would be okay with that, too. Because especially as like quippy as Wade Wilson is mm-hmm. and as quippy as Kevin is. Yeah, it works. Holy shit. I could see this happening. What have we done? <laughs> this kind of makes all the sense. Am it I really crazy does. or no, does this make right. all it the sense? It makes all the sense. Like, I would love if in the next Deadpool they at least got a Macaulay Culkin. Oh, like, man. Uh, I don't like know, a flashback to or... his like childhood yeah, and, and it was like a scene from Home Alone. Uh-huh. 
I would be so on board with that. I, I mean, I know Macaulay Culkin's God retired damn. from acting, but like, yeah, yeah, that seems like something he would do. Did you watch that that recent uh, the Google the Google thing? ad? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I also watched. He's, he's really done fun. a few things. He was on uh, Jimmy Fallon the other day, and he was also on Angry Video, Angry Video, Video Game, Game Nerd. Nerd. Dude. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna ask if you watched yeah. that. That was really fun. It was. Yeah, he yeah, kind of like bad acted it up, and it was perfect. Yeah, he's yeah. he's got this like constant charm to him like he, he can't well he's fucking Kevin McAllister yeah, we that's look the at thing him and he still looks like that kid yeah he gets a free pass with anybody that was born between the yeah you know, the, the years of probably 80 and 87 or so yeah it's like instant free pass it's mm-hmm. like oh, it's Kevin from Home Alone yeah badass have you listened to his podcast Bunny Ears no I, I it I meant is to a listen blast. to some before this episode but I didn't get a shot it's fantastic it's just basically him and a couple of buddies and they just it's kind of like if you really just took like our intros and made that the podcast, where it's just like, oh, we that just talk like about a good podcast. I know, really, right? <laughs> so they just choose a topic. It might be like wrestling. Yeah. It might be fucking comic books. That's or, awesome. Or whatever, and they just talk about. It. They even do like weird episodes where it's like, okay, desert island, you can have three things. What are you taking with you? It's really fun shit. It's a great epi- uh, a great podcast. Yeah. I really recommend checking it out. I think three things I would take is um, a, a yacht, mm-hmm. uh, a crew yeah. for the yacht, right, and a lot of alcohol in the yacht. God, that sounds great. It'll probably get me off the island. Get home and get fucked up. <laughs> I'm pretty on deck with that. That sounds pretty great. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, like we're talking about this movie, like there, this is not our typical episode, no. for sure. Uh-uh. I think there is one major theme and interest in this movie that I would like to talk about in depth, but really, talking about Home Alone. Y'all fucking know what this movie is. You know Come on. This movie is. If you are listening to this podcast to seriously be like, now I've been considering investing my time and a <laughs> rental a fee alone. into watching this <laughs> This movie picture known as Home Alone. I really I, want to see what I these guys think about it. City in Oregon with the last blockbuster. And yeah, like, <laughs> yes, go fucking watch it. Yeah, just God check damn. It out. Give if it you a listen shot. through all of this to get to this part of the episode, yes, watch yeah. Home Alone. Fuck. A movie with an $18 million budget that made almost half a billion dollars. It's unbelievable. And maybe check it out. I didn't know that the, the budget for this movie was as low as it was. Yeah. Like, it really didn't cost And they actually anything. had raised the budget a little bit when they brought Chris Columbus in to do it. Really? They had just gone from, like, $12 million up to $18 million. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about it, though, is whenever you watch it, you know, I mean, even though it's in this, like, really posh house and stuff like this, uh-huh. honestly, there's nothing really in it that you go, wow, that was a big budget yeah, shot. Yeah. Or anything like that. No. Like it's a lot of like stuntmen doing backflips yeah. and landing on their heads on concrete. Honestly, if you watch a Disney Channel movie these days, yeah, it is Home Alone. Like it'll have I, all the same I don't, stuff. I don't know about that. It'll I don't know have, about a Disney Channel movie. I mean, okay, it, it'll have all the same stuff. It's just okay. a little lower quality, yeah. and the acting isn't up to the same par. I mean, Macaulay Culkin's not perfect in this. Of He's got not. some Come on. bad lines. He's a child actor, sure. But he fucking he nails the role. Oh uh, yeah, I couldn't um, imagine anybody else in it. And so, like everybody sort of saw Home Alone, and they were like, "Oh man, you could do that cheap, easy, real quick. Make it tons of money. Make a ton of money." Yeah. Some people have been trying to repeat it over and over and over for the past thirty years. Like, but it's not that easy. It's not. It's no. not as easy as that because this brought like one. You have a script written by John Hughes. 
that's already that's gonna kind be better of the thing. Than, yeah, yeah, <laughs> already going to be better than most scripts you could imagine. Sure. in this genre, you got a young Chris Columbus who had just done Adventures in Babysitting. He was offered the to direct Christmas Vacation, started work that's on crazy. it, and then of course. Chevy Chase is an asshole. Yeah. Had personality clashes with Chevy Chase. Is and that Chevy the Chase deal? insisted that he not be that the director. That he fuck off. Yeah. And wow. so John Hughes, because uh, John Hughes had helped him to get that job, uh-huh. John Hughes gave him the script to Home Alone and was like, well, you know, let's see what you could do with this. Hmm. So <laughs> Chris Columbus was given the reins. Huh? Reins. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The reins, the two major Christmas movies. In 89 and then 90, like, I don't know what Christmas Vacation would have been if he directed it. I don't know if it would have been better. Yeah, I mean, as it is, I can't imagine it being better. If Chevy Chase, if there was, I mean, honestly, even though Chevy Chase is an asshole, if there were going to be clashes with Chevy Chase, then yeah, it's probably better he wasn't there. Sure. Because you need somebody that Chevy, Chevy Chase, as far as I understand, uh, doesn't ever want to impress other actors Okay. And isn't easily swayed into trying to impress directors and stuff. Okay. But if you put him with the right person, especially if he feels like he's impressing that person, if he feels like his ego is being stroked the right way, wow, then he can he can perform very well. Yeah, yeah. So you see Christmas Vacation, it's like, yeah, that's good. Yeah. So it probably wouldn't have been as good with Chris Columbus. Gotcha. Because he wouldn't have felt like he could be himself. Yeah, yeah. But, man... I think Home Alone's better than Christmas Vacation. Do you really? I do. Ooh. I don't think I don't think that the humor's on the same level. I right. think Christmas Vacation is funnier. Obviously. But I think as far as a movie goes, as far as the story goes that I'm invested in, yeah. I, I think I like Home Alone better. And it's interesting because this whole thing was never they never really expected it to be as gigantic no. of a hit as it was. No. And it went through several <laughs> different Changes and iterations, a lot yeah. of different cast changes and stuff, especially when it comes to like the Wet Bandits and stuff. Right? Oh yeah, man! They they like De Niro was their first choice for Robert De Niro for uh, Joe Pesci's role. Wow, I can see it, but it, I don't think he could have made it funny the way Joe Pesci. No, I, I don't see that either. Uh, <laughs> another one of their choices was John Lovitz. That makes. Less than zero sense. Less to than me. zero sense. John, because like I can't ever imagine John Lovitz being threatening in the least. No, because there's something about okay, Joe Pesci is so perfect for this because uh-huh. to children watching this, he's so small and diminutive. Yeah, but at the same time seems mean and threatening. Yes, and he has this fucking gold tooth and uh-huh. stuff that I think that they can connect with him and be like okay this is a scary bad guy yeah and then the adults in the theater watching this who have seen him in uh fucking ah what was the movie he was filming he did lethal this? weapon 2 before this and then uh, uh good fellas yeah. yeah who have seen him just like fucking lethally shanking that guy in the trunk of a car mm-hmm. in good fellas yeah it's brutal yeah it's like if you're an adult watching this you're seeing joe pesci and seeing the threat of holy shit i've seen him do some crazy shit in yeah. movies it's and now real, he's dealing with a kid. It's real interesting just looking at his career up to Home Alone. Yeah. I was blown away by how little he had actually done. Like really? by the time they were doing, because Goodfellas was huge. Oh obviously. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he was like nominated for awards and stuff like yeah, that. He's amazing. But before that, it was it was 
Lethal Weapon 2. Like, and before that, it was just like some roles where he was critically acclaimed. But if you saw the names and titles of the movies, you'd be like, I've never heard of these movies. Had he done My Cousin Vinny? No. Okay, so My Cousin Vinny was after this. Yeah. Okay, this so movie, I was going to say, so he was completely un, unproven yeah. in anything comedic. Yeah. By this point. This movie was the first time he did anything really, wow. like, big time funny. And this is probably the most, like, slapstick thing oh, yeah. easily he's ever oh, done. Yeah. Fully, just full on slipping, getting hurt. Yeah. Slapstick, yeah. Huh. Um, but you're right. They they saw the same thing you're talking about. The sort of smaller guy would work better. Yeah. They also looked at Bob Hoskins and Danny DeVito. Bob Hoskins, I can see, and Danny DeVito, I could, I could maybe see. I don't. Danny DeVito to me is never intimidating. Yeah. But I think, I think like even when he tries to be, he's still cute. I still yeah, exactly. He's, he's he's cute a little Danny DeVito, yeah. Uh, Bob Hoskins I, could have worked. Bob Hoskins could have worked. Yeah. But he, there's one person who definitely couldn't have worked that they <laughs> thought of. Phil Collins. Like Genesis Phil Collins. Why the fuck would they do that? Uh, I think wait, maybe... Wait, wait. Has he ever acted? I think he did some small TV roles. I think he maybe was in Max Headroom or something once. <laughs> but not like he... Yeah, like, well, I don't know... Like, what... what can you Why? imagine how bad that would have been? That makes zero sense to me. Yeah. Like, it just well, makes no sense. Well, the thing is, though, is that also shows you just, like, how little expectation they had about this. Yeah. If they were thinking, well, we could put drummer know, Phil, Collins Phil Collins in, the in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. He can't dance. He can't sing. <laughs> Fuck. I can't dance. Oh, my God. I remember when that song was, like, popular when I was very little. Oh, yeah. And, I, you know, it really does just sound like... High notes, low notes. I would just laugh when it came on. I thought yeah. it was a joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't seem real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Land of Confusion is yeah. a jamming tune, though. They there there were some other people they were thinking of for the Marv role, but Daniel Stern was pretty much the guy they they had wanted the whole time. The and voice of the Wonder Years. The voice of the Wonder Years. Yeah, Daniel Stern, man, he's the perfect silly guy. He is. He's the Pesci, real good with Joe straight Pesci. man kind of yeah. role. Yeah, yeah. They, I I honestly can't imagine any two other dudes working as well together no. in this than those two. Yeah, they they the casting is what made this because if it had come down to uh Macaulay Culkin and Catherine O'Hara having to be like the big heavy hitters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't think it would have worked. No, uh-uh. It's 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 Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern and and they they carry the movie. They really do. Yeah. They really really do. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting to see, man. That's definitely interesting to see because those two people, uh, I think along with the fucking soundtrack yeah. to this movie, do John the Williams. majority of the heavy lifting. That's the thing, dude, is okay. This movie minus the soundtrack uh-huh. becomes infinitely less magical. Yeah. Infinitely less infinitely magical. Infinitely less, yeah. Because that's the thing about this movie, honestly, is it's really odd that this is a a beloved Christmas classic. It is. Because there's not really much of a, let, let's say, a Christmas morality story. Like, a there lot of those, those Christmas morality stories are about, you know, it's like, oh, it's not about presents. It's about the love of the family or... Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Fucking, I don't... You name but it. I think when you set the movie where it's set and 
have the movie be based around a family this rich. Yeah. You can't throw in an anti-materialism message. No. Because <laughs> if you do, it's like, well, what What about these people? Yeah. <laughs> like, they are materialism. Yeah. Um, but, but there is something about John Williams' score. It really makes it more whimsical and fun. It makes it so goddamn Christmassy, it's mm-hmm. insane. Like, I don't know exactly how this guy figured out what the Christmas notes are. <laughs> but when, dude, whenever you hear that, like that, that whole thing yeah. is just so goddamn magical. All of the original pieces of music uh, for this movie, even the, da, 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 uh-huh. da, da. yeah, you can just hear that and say, okay, what what holiday does this go with? And you're like, oh yeah, Christmas. Well, that's Christmas. It sounds yeah. like Christmas. Yeah, I, no. I don't know what the fucking formula John figured out is but he's figured out all the Christmas intervals. It's insane. Yeah. He's got an interesting mind. Yeah, obviously he does. Because, like, he, he obviously knows what everybody needs to hear. Yeah, exactly. Yep. But, like, what what is... He, like, opened some door, right? Yeah. Like, some... He found a trunk somewhere that was just, like, here's the explanation of how people work. Yeah, here's the notes to play. Here's uh the, the secret chord that David played. Oh, yeah. It yeah. pleased the Lord. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't really care about music, yeah. do you? Yeah. And then, you know, whatever. Yeah. It goes like this, fourth, fifth, yada, yada. Minor fall, uh, major lift, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but, you know, the thing about this is, is not only are the original soundtrack parts of this so goddamn Christmassy and magical mm-hmm. and inseparable from the holiday and really make this into a Christmas movie. Yeah. But also even the uh, the licensed soundtrack yeah. parts Rocking of this. around the Christmas tree, run, run, Rudolph. Like, yeah. Like all of those pieces of uh, of licensed music that they put in this movie. And, and again, maybe it's because I saw this movie when I was six. Maybe. It might be. But those pieces of music, to me, are now inseparable from this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I cannot hear Run Run Rudolph and yeah. not see that family running through the airport. Yeah. I cannot hear... And not think about Kevin slapping an aftershave mm-hmm. on his face. Which shouldn't have burned him, considering he didn't shave. Yeah. He has no exposed pores. Mm, it shouldn't no. feel like anything. You think, like, maybe he gets in tiny knife fights? Ooh. So he just had a lot of little bitty cuts? Maybe it's that. Mm, maybe. Yeah. But you know, like all of the, all the pieces of music in this, I, again, I just I can't separate from this movie. Yeah. They are permanently embedded in this thing, and also just permanently like mega ultra Christmassy yeah. to me. They did such a fantastic job at choosing the right soundtrack for this thing. It, it makes it magical. It really, it really, really does. does. Yeah. No, I I can't like just doing research on this and seeing all the names and stuff connected with, and I'm like. Obviously, this movie has staying power. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I know that when no. I watch it, yeah. I still love it. Right. And I can see the problems with it. Like, I think the oh, first half sure. of this movie isn't very good. Okay. Except I w- I w- for, the, talk except about for the opening chaotic scenes with the family. Mm. Everything in between that up to the point where Kevin goes to the church is kind of like just silliness and not really a story. Okay. I'll... I'll Let's talk about that later. Okay. Let's talk about that because I definitely want to get to that. I definitely want to get to that because mm-hmm. there are some definite tonal shifts mm-hmm. um, throughout this movie. Yeah. But, you know, I would say that one thing that makes this flick also so 
goddamn Christmassy. And we mentioned this, I believe, last year. I want to say it was on our, it might have been on our, maybe our Die Hard episode uh-huh. when we were talking about like our favorite Christmas movies or yeah. something. I talked about how in Home Alone, which is one of my favorites, how the prominence of red and green. Oh yeah, is absolutely insane. Yeah. So and much red and green. Yeah, once you. Once somebody tells you about it, once you notice it, mm-hmm. it's so unbelievably obvious. But I don't think I noticed this until, I mean, probably like three or four years ago, whenever yeah. my wife pointed out to me, where she's like, yeah, there's like red and green and white in like every frame of this fucking movie. Yeah. Uh, it's it's absolutely crazy. It is. Especially in the house, like inside of the McAllister home. Why did they decorate it so much if they were leaving for France? I think that they're just OCD. I oh, think that okay. they're that they're like painfully OCD because the amount of green and red stuff. Like, okay, obviously all the wallpaper and mm-hmm. carpet and stuff is yeah. green, white, and red. The towels are green or red. Oh, okay. They have a green phone in the kitchen. Their kitchen uh-huh. island is decorated with green tile. Okay. They have a green rolling pin. They have red pots and pans and a red kettle. This would be pure obsession like yeah if you exactly this, if you if you decorated your home like this for christmas first off it would be tens of thousands of dollars they could maybe afford that yeah you know yeah. but it, it's down to the point to where like at one point in the kitchen it shows kevin doing something and he passes by like a pepper mill uh-huh which of course could have been filled with black peppercorns but no it is filled with green and red peppercorns Like, it must have been so much fun being a set dresser for this movie and just going out and being like, well, what all can I find in this fucking Kmart that's red or green or white? I wonder if Chris Columbus used the same person on Harry Potter because everything is gold in that first Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very color-obsessed movie. And, you know, an interesting thing that I found about this flick as far as, like, the color obsessions and stuff, too... Mm -hmm. Is that while everything in America at the home is again green, white, and red? Yeah. If you'll notice, after the family gets on the plane and they start moving towards uh, France and stuff, uh-huh. there's a lot of blue involved. Uh oh. Especially if you watch the deleted scenes. Oh. Like there's actually there's a lot of the deleted scenes that are quite a lot different. Is there a deleted scene where the parents join the Mile High Club? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Awesome. It got an R rating. They cut it for content. (laughs) But in France and in Europe and even on the plane, there's a big blue emphasis. Again, especially in the deleted scenes. Uh That's kind of interesting to to see. Even Christmas lights over there are blue and stuff. It's pretty cool. Well, that's normally associated with Judaism, with Hanukkah. Oh. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. I hadn't thought about that. It's interesting. Yeah. But yeah, like if you've never noticed the prevalence of green and red in this movie, next time that you watch it, just observe it. It makes everything so goddamn Christmassy. Yeah. Just on a subliminal level. That is, I mean, that is what they were going for. It's just if if we're constantly reminding people subtly of Christmas. Yeah. And if the music is reminding them it's Christmas, we don't have to spend a lot of time in dialogue saying over and over again it's, it's Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, right, People right. get the point. Yeah, the green and red plus the soundtrack mm-hmm. makes you feel like fucking Christmas. Yeah. It's fantastic. Now, what do you think about this family unit, Steve? What do you think about the <laughs> McAllisters and the way they get along, the way they don't get along? How do you feel about it? First off, they don't look like they're related. Okay. Yes. Correct. Yes. And so 
I, I have a real problem differentiating whose kids are whose. God damn. Okay, I was going to ask you about yeah. this because this is one of those things where, I mean, seriously, my whole life, I have struggled with understanding family tree relationships. Uh-huh. When you start talking about like third cousins twice removed, I'm don't like, know. I don't fucking I don't know, know what, what you're Okay, so it's not yeah. just me. Uh, it's like when you're talking about how many ounces are in a cup or a pound. I'm like, I, uh, I don't know. There are eight in a cup, aren't there? But there's like 16 in a pound. But it, yeah. is it fluid or is it fucking... Oh, right. Uh, also, I, there's I hate that. It all. I hate yeah. it all. But, you know, it's like family relations and stuff. I've always had a really confusing time with this for some yeah. reason. And this movie really exemplifies that. Like, mm-hmm. it honestly wasn't until I was watching this for this show... Um, you know, taking notes and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that I really tried to take stock of who is in Kevin's family. Like, Buzz is Kevin's brother. Yeah, and Big Pete is Kevin's brother, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Who does look like he could be Catherine O'Hara's son. Yes. That's Ar- the Irish only looking. one. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, of course, Fuller looks like he could be Kevin's brother. Yeah. Because he is. Because he is in real but life. He's not but he's not. In the movie. Right. His sister is that blonde girl. Right. Who it's like, neither of the parents look anything like that. Yeah. And And he's got another sister, too. He's like five kids or something. Yeah. Oh, and also... The brunette uh, girl that wears like turtlenecks and stuff. That's his other sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there is Heather and her sister, whose parents live in France, right? Yeah. Okay, yes. Now, here's the thing about that is like the whole... Okay, they're going to visit... Mr. McAllister's brother. Brother. We never fucking see him in the movie. Lives in France. Yeah. But there is a deleted scene where it shows him. Oh, okay. There's is a he scene. a conehead? Uh, no. We come from France, right? Remember that? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but like, there is a deleted scene where it shows his brother and his brother's wife like greeting him at the airport, and uh-huh. they just like run right by him. Huh. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of stupid. It probably okay. needed to be cut. Yeah, good reason. To but cut also it. like all the scenes where it shows. Um, Remember where it shows like all the family in France and they're like eating shrimp cocktails yes. and Mr. McAllister's like trying to like call and uh-huh. hit the U.S. and stuff. Yeah, there's whole alternate versions of those scenes that have his brother and his sister-in-law in the background. Those are completely different thought, scenes. Okay, wait. So doesn't Frank come out with shrimp? Yeah, and there's a woman in the background who says, "Oh, Frank, those are for later." Is that not Frank's wife? No, I don't think so. I might be fucking up and thinking that that those are alternate scenes. I watched it real late. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think I think that, but like, but you never expressly see in the theatrical cut the brother. No, they never say this. Hey, the brother, whatever. Like, yeah, the family. It's all twisted and doesn't make much sense. And it's like, no, it really kind of broke down for me. When they were lo- like loading up the vans and Heather was doing a head count. Yeah, yeah. And pretty sure the actor who played Buzz <laughs> wanted to fuck Heather. <laughs> the actress who played Heather. After you pointed out to me, he's totally just like fucking checking out that ass as she walks yes. by and, and stuff. He, he's, he is. He's incapable of flirting. So he does that thing that in- people incapable of flirting do where they're just mean to the yes. other person. Yes, yes, yes. Which... All of this could come across as he was directed to do all those things, but you can see it in his eyes. Yeah, no. It's not about direction. Right. 
I want to ask Which you, Which really puts a twist on Buzz's character. How many people in real life have you ever met that look like Buzz? Nobody. Fucking, no, no, no. I've Nobody. met fucking tons. What? I've met tons of Buzzes. Are I you kidding? Think, okay, I can think of some actors who look like him, but I don't know if I've ever met... I've met people that I would associate with him by, oh, man. by personality. This is one of those things where I just think that it's just like our perception of reality Maybe. altering what we encounter. <laughs> I've met so many buzzes. Yeah. Like that that's something I wanted to ask you about. It's like you remember how okay, let let's say let's say in like uh like Mortal Kombat two and Mortal Kombat three. Right. How you had all the ninja characters. You had Smoke, right. and Scorpion Sub Zero. They're all just reskins of each other. Palette swaps. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like it's the exact same sprite yeah. configurations and then they just, just swap different the yellow set. for greens. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like there's so many people out there that I just feel like are palette swaps. Of buzz. <laughs> Yeah, or of other people, too. It's like right. there's, like, fucking, okay, how many, since you've fucking been alive, have you met of, like, woman who is maybe 40 that has, like, poofy 80s blonde hair, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. And is, like, kind of chubby. Like, how many of those fucking yeah. people have you mm-hmm. met? I've met dozens. Yeah. Dozens. Yeah. But it's, that's the South. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the Midwest, too. But I think I think a lot of areas people would be like, no, I, don't, I haven't seen that. But in the South. That is a common... I've met so many palette swaps of that yeah, person. Yeah, that's a common person. Yeah, and I've met so many buzzes with that fucking piggy face and flat top. Uh, and Okay, I, okay. Maybe I have. I just can't think of any offhand, but you're saying piggy face and flat top, and I'm like, yeah, I think I know a few of those people. Yeah. Flat tops especially in the early 90s, late oh, 80s, so early many, 90s. Dude. That was so like, many. That was an indication of an asshole. Absolutely so. And you could tell he was an asshole because his parents didn't care enough about him to get him a fucking haircut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just get whatever you want. I don't know. We're dropping you off at the barber. Just you do whatever the fuck you want, man. And they named him Buzz. Buzz. That's a pretty Buzz. rough start for a kid. I, actually, you know what? Honestly... I bet he has a name like Richard or something, but after yeah. he got that haircut, yeah. he decided, I'm Buzz. Yeah, I'm bu- he decided. Call it. me Buzz. Yeah, he told people. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure And they were all like, happened. whatever, he'll just cry if you don't. Like, yeah. Call him Buzz. Whenever you were a kid, were you confused by the scene whenever he eats Kevin's cheese pizza? Yes. And then is acting like he's going to barf it up? Yes. I thought he was actually throwing up. And I was like, but that's not how people throwing up act. No. Like, I remember being very confused by that scene. I remember being angered by it, too, because I remember at that age, yeah. that was the sort of shit that my older brother would do. Right, <laughs> like, yeah. And I was a super was picky eater like, when the I was a kid. fuck? Yeah. No. And I, like, I wouldn't eat anything when I was a kid. So if somebody ate my pizza that I was going to eat, yeah, you I would have been very upset, no too. No food, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I love pizza. Yeah, who yeah. doesn't? But that scene where he's like, Oh, you hold out your plate, uh, uh, and it's like he's gonna throw it up. That always definitely kind of confused me. How yeah. about this, Steve? Tell me, pizza and milk. Oh, how you feel about this issue? Because they're definitely consuming some pizza and milk in this movie. This I is apparently that... a thing that some people enjoy. Yes, my wife is apparently one of these people. Really, that says pizza and milk is awesome. Does she dip pizza in milk? Because I've seen Ooh, that. God, happen. no, that's fucking way off limits. Yeah, no. I okay, like I think most people just don't like milk. So like not a big milk guy myself. I'm I'm not gonna sit down and drink a glass of milk. No. I I can't think of a lot of foods I would pair milk with. 
Except for Oreos. Yeah, I was going to say. Maybe like, a chocolate cake, a brownie. Yeah, exa- and, and honestly, most of those benefit from a cup of coffee instead. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I Yeah. Pizza milk and, and milk. graham crackers I like. Okay. I you ever see. have that? I don't think I have. Oh, come on. Well, I'm sure I have, because first off, that's every kindergarten had to have served at some point Man, milk and, and graham crackers. If you ain't dunking a graham cracker and some milk, <laughs> you are missing out. God, <laughs> dude, it's so fucking You're a real piece of shit. You're a real fucking asshole, uh-huh. you know? <laughs> it's great. It's the king of kings. It's a treasure. I love it. King of kings. Lord of lords. The Alpha and the Omega? <laughs> shit. All but, bow. But pizza and milk, that's a hard pass, dude. Yeah, it's weird to me. I, I don't... I think it's the acidity of the sauce. Combining that with, with milk the sounds basic-ness. gross to me. Yeah, I don't understand. It's like you already get cheese on it. Yeah, you do. Yeah. That's milk, or you used to be. You're already eating solid milk. Now you want liquid milk, too? Wow. It's like... Are we going to go to gaseous milk next? Yeah, come on. I, I'd kind of like to see that, though. A milk inhalation? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Intr- it sounds and, real gross. Yeah, though. it does. When you put it that way, <laughs> real bad. You're like nasal patches that get all milky. <sighs> oh, God. Sounds terrible. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that, dude. Yuck. Yeah. The Probably family good with unit. Pizza, what do you think about fucking Uncle Frank? He seems like a piece of shit. Um, he, okay. I don't, like, there's a real economic issue going on in this movie. Okay. Uh, okay. Tell me what you think He's about Frank- this. He's Frank. Poor, or is he or is rich he a, like them? Is he rich like them? Is I don't he know. A, just a cheapskate? I'm not sure. And it, it's pretty clear in the movie that we're supposed to see Frank as morally repugnant. Sure. And the things he does to demonstrate that are not wanting to spend money on things. Yeah, put 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 in your purse. Yeah, yeah. So the <laughs> the moral of the the movie would then be that not spending money is bad. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, it seems that way. I guess so. I mean, when when Kevin prays, he prays over the 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 box mac and cheese and thanks the people who had it on sale. Oh wow! Like, there's so Frugality much frugality is to be worshipped. Yeah, mm. but not being a cheapskate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to be a cheapskate, but you want to be careful with your money. So, like, what is hey, which is and, it? And notice too, when he's saying that prayer, he's seated between two golden angels facing each other, much like the Ark of the Covenant. Holy what shit! Because there are there's the two like golden angels on the table. When yeah. When oh my god. That. <laughs> Hang on now. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Oh my god. The Holy Grail Everything is cheapness and frugality. Yeah. Wow, that is insane. Because like, because <laughs> like Kevin's dad represents in this, I think like a, a rich level of zen. Okay, he never gets excited. He doesn't really give a fuck. Yeah, no, no he never, never really gets one up. moment no. gets worked up about uh-uh. anything because he knows I have enough money to fix it. Yeah, whatever it is, I have enough money to fix it. Right. So anyone out there who says money doesn't fix your problems, Home Alone disagrees with you. Apparently it does. In fact, it fixes all of your problems to the point of uh, forgetting your child at home while you go to France doesn't even slightly disturb you. No. Just makes you go, eh, it'll burn. Eh, it'll work itself out. And then at the end, the mom who works her ass off to get back to him eh, gets back really to matter. him a minute 
before the rest of the family. It doesn't even matter. So the caring movie, doesn't really matter. Yeah, the movie tells us caring doesn't matter. It's having enough money to not have to care. <laughs> America. America. Merry Christmas. Uh-huh. <laughs> have you ever flown first class? No. I haven't either. No. That's one of those things I feel like would be entirely wasted on me. Because, like, I sleep basically on every flight. I can't sleep on flights. Yeah. Yeah, I can't sleep, sleep sitting thing. up. Oh, really? Yeah. Man, I'll find a way, dude. <laughs> Life uh, finds a way. Yeah, and Eller finds a way to fucking sleep wherever yeah. he is. I will sleep anywhere, dude. I would love... I'll take a hoodie off and wrap it around my neck to make, like, a neck pillow. And just <laughs> whatever, I'll sleep here. Doesn't even matter. I would love... To have that first class just lay down seat where you don't even see the person sitting next to you because they mm. like set it up. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's perfect. So you'd be okay with the first class? Well, I'm, I'm not okay with it. I wish it just didn't exist on the plane, and they just gave everybody more room. And if you wanted to fly on a plane mm. that was first class, they could have first class planes. So you're asking pay for all of it yeah. instead of the cost being diffused to the people who are sitting in the back with no room to move their fucking legs. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got some issues with first class, maybe. I gotcha. I yeah. gotcha. I'm glad it's not just me that's confused about the fucking family and stuff. That's yeah, always so weird. That's always perplexed me. But yeah, I've never really understood. Uncle Frank is a jerk. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, he... I don't know, like... it's it, He seems to only think about himself. And so they're sure. equating being a cheapskate with not thinking about others. And this is this comes from an old... Uh, mentality that mm-hmm. I wish still could be around from when the economy was so good that not spending a lot of money was something you did because you didn't want to let it go. Not because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, because not spending money was your way of making sure you could retire because that'll definitely happen because everybody's making enough money. Right. What, what not spending money meant was that you didn't want to give money to other people who needed money. Yeah. That's a positive, I think. I think that's a wonderful positive. If we're all making enough money, that being a cheapskate is bad because you're keeping money from everybody else. Yeah. You've got enough. We've all got enough. Let's just keep it circulating so that we all have enough always. Right. So you're the asshole for not spending money. But then (laughs) if the perfect guy in this is John Hurd, who is not, uh, you know, affected by any of this, if he's our perfect guy... He never demonstrates any sort of perfection other than spending exorbitant amounts of money constantly. Right. So the movie ends up saying, capitalism is good, spend lots of money, without ever talking about Santa Claus and ever talking about presents. It's able to say those things without ever getting into it. It's true. Interesting. I think it's interesting. I mean, I, I... I think this movie is able to covertly be so Christmassy while still like not constantly talking about it. Mm-hmm. But because of the, the music, because of the red and green and everything. Absolutely scene, so. Yep. Because of the underlying messages going on with the characters. It's all about Christmas. Yeah. But it doesn't have to talk about it constantly. Yeah, not really. Yeah. No. No, I agree. It's great. And I think a theme within this family too is that that the kid wants to be rid of the family. The family wants to be fucking rid of the kid. Yeah. It's like everybody, especially at this time of year, is just so fucking stressed out with each other mm-hmm. that 
you know, the, the the parents are obviously fucking done dealing with this little brat shithead youngest kid. Yeah. Because he's a fucking asshole. He is. Kevin exactly is like a, a prick to mm-hmm. his family. Yeah. Like, all of them. He's a little prick. He wants more attention. Yeah, and exactly. as a kid, doesn't know how to say, I want more attention. Well, and especially, too. I mean, as a kid who's, you know, the youngest in a family that, that's was that five? gigantic. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, there's all the other siblings yeah. and shit, too, in the other sides of the family. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, the parents are obviously very fucking annoyed by him. He's very annoyed by the parents. I think that's a big theme of this movie. And I think also, too, like a huge overarching theme of this flick. And uh-huh. I think part of why it worked so well for us as, as kids, uh-huh. whenever we saw this, I think that this movie is all about specifically marketing like childhood fantasy uh-huh. fulfillment. You know, the idea that I could make it on my own. I'm a yeah. little kid. If my family disappeared cause they're mean to me, I could still make it on my own. I can do the shopping. I can do the mm-hmm. laundry. I can fight off the bad guys. What a funny guy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then at the end of the day, at the end of the day, at the very end of the movie, my mom will apologize to me for being a jerk. Yeah. Like, it's all about childhood fantasy, uh-huh. uh, f- uh, fantasy fulfillment it kind is. of stuff, you know? Yeah. It really it digs into... The negative things that you're not supposed to reinforce in children's yeah. movies. Well, because that's you're the thing supposed, is like they're supposed to learn that they yeah. need their parents and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And you know, you remember how it was. Well, I don't know if you remember how it was, uh, but like when I was that age, and you know, my parents were like, "No, we can't leave you alone at home." You know, it's like, "Well, you need your brother with you. You need a babysitter with you, or you have to come with us to sit oh, in the car man, at the no. bank or whatever." For me, it was like, "See ya." Okay. Sometime. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, for me, it was it was very much the opposite. Where it's yeah. like, we can't trust you to be alone in the house by yourself and be responsible until you're fucking in double digits. You know. Mm-hmm. So for me, watching this as a kid, I think it was a lot of that. Like, yeah, I could do fine on my own. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't. Like, I still fucking. I can't tell you how many times it's like I sit down to fucking eat lunch and realize I've just left the stove on. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like. I've been boiling water and then just left the stove on behind me. <laughs> I definitely would have burnt the house down when I was a kid. <laughs> Nearly done it as an adult. But as a kid, you know, y- you watch this kind of shit and you're thinking, it's like, yeah, I could do this on my own too. I don't need adults totally. here. Yeah. Was that, so was that like a thing for you whenever you watched this? For me, like, because I... I want to beat up the grown-ups that think they can beat me. I For me, it was like, I was alone so much. My mom taught me, started teaching me how to, like, make food for myself when I was, like, five. Okay. Because she was a single mother and yeah. couldn't afford to pay for someone to take care of us. Sure. So, for me, it was, I really did think I could make, like, I could do everything on my own because, like, I was constantly showing myself I could. Right. And so, for me, yeah, it, it was that fantasy fulfillment, but it was also, uh, I... I had like early onset anxiety, so like okay, I would I would think when I was left alone b- before I ever even saw Home Alone, like how would we keep people from getting in here if a bad guy yeah. showed up? Well, that's something I was gonna ask you. Mm-hmm. Like, were you freaked out by robbers or like a home invasion when you were a kid? Was that something that was ever on your mind? I always thought that I was gonna get kidnapped. Kidnapped? I didn't. I don't really? think that like robbery ever entered my mind as it, something to worry about. It was on about. my mind a lot. Was as a it? Kid. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I have they take no my idea Nintendo? why. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't yeah. even know. Like yeah. for me, it's one of those scenarios where I don't even think I knew how it would play out as far as like 
what would they do if they walked in my room and found me? You know, it's like, would I get kidnapped or mm-hmm. would they hold me hostage or like what of my stuff would they take? Yeah. I just remember being extremely freaked out about anybody being in my house, especially at nighttime. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the whole reason why, like, as a kid, I was terrified of Santa. I was fucking mortified <laughs> of Santa. And it's like, that's, you know, uh, my mom, yeah, just told me really early on, it's like, yo, that's, that's not real. But then I also had my fucking dad who was like, you better be good for Santa Claus. <laughs> so I was really conflicted with all this shit as a kid. The traditional Southern dad uh, approach to Saint parenting Claus. is reminding the children that Santa Claus exists yeah. every once in a while. You better be good for Santa Claus. Uh-huh, that's it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I don't know. I was really conflicted about all that shit as a kid, but it's like I, I did know I was really fucking freaked out by the idea of Santa Claus. Because yeah. to me, anybody that I didn't know... Being in my house while I was asleep equals hard pass. Yeah, that's extremely hard pass. A very strange thing. Yeah, I was weirded out by robbers when I was a kid. Yeah, I I always just thought I was going to be kidnapped because there was this uh, made for TV movie called I Know My Name Is Steven (laughs) about a kid who got kidnapped and then like held like raised by this man who kept him until he was like fourteen and the the kid finally like was able to get away. Yeah. But he didn't know where he lived. He was a like kidnapped when he was so young. He didn't know his address. He didn't know his parents' name. Oh or shit. All he knew was that his name was Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know where I, I rem- live though. I remember Damn. seeing that as a kid and just being like, Oh God. Uh, my, that's name gonna ha- my name is Steven. That's gonna happen to me. That's how <laughs> this happens. Well, it would be really unfortunate, too, if you got kidnapped by a bunch of people who just had a whole scheme of invading a series of abandoned homes <laughs> for the holidays, but then got really fixated on murdering a child instead. Torturing them to death yeah, is what they were... dismembering, yeah. torturing, and murdering a child. Yeah, that really escalated quickly. Perhaps even in, like, deviant, disgusting, like, Dahmer-esque sexual ways, as far as, like, <laughs> Cutting off his balls. Biting off his fingers. Yeah. Uh, uh, actually. I mean, that's that's pretty insidious stuff. These yeah. are guys that started off just wanting to steal commodities yeah. from a series of homes from a bunch of people that could fucking afford to get robbed. Oh, yeah. That's the thing, dude. It's like I don't even care if they get robbed. Yeah, who fucking cares? Yeah, they have insurance. It's not going to bother. Obviously, it's like okay, cool. For Christmas, I get all new stuff because somebody robbed my mm-hmm. house. It doesn't even matter. We're yep. fucking loaded. And it's a rich neighborhood. Yeah, the cops are going to be on looking for the person. You know what's weird about that neighborhood too? What? In a deleted scene, you know, like at the very first of the movie when you've got Joe Pesci as the cop. Yeah, and then the pizza guy shows up, and it's just those two like hanging out in like the foyer uh-huh. for a while. Uh, the pizza guy and Pesci talk, and Pesci's like asking him where he lives. The pizza guy lives in the neighborhood. What? Yeah, he says like, "Yeah, I just live like over on the next street." Huh? He's like, "Could you walk me over there after I'm done here?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure, I guess so." Hmm. Pizza guy lives in the neighborhood. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I his family would be rich. Sure. I guess maybe they were like, you have to get a job. At Little Nero's. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But what is up with these wet bandits, man? Like, their whole prerogative really changes and escalates. It does. Extremely quickly. I mean, in that scene where they're talking about torturing him, Joe Pesci actually accidentally did bite uh, Macaulay Culkin's finger and gave him a scar. Like, they were into it. Yeah. (laughs) So, like... The idea that they just went from... They were just uh, 
guys who had found a way to invade homes, rob them without having to deal with people. Yeah. Because that can escalate to violence. Yeah, exactly. And then they're they're cat burglars. Like they're not armed. Yeah. Bandits or anything like that. They like hold up fucking banks and yeah, and then rob people in homes. This one house, they find a kid is in it, but no matter that the kid is in it, they're still gonna rob it. Yeah. And then when the kid tries to defend it, it angers them to the point. That, of course, they're going to murder a child. Yeah, fuck the rest of our plans where we know there's all these other homes that are abandoned. Yes. That we can we can just ignore this McAllister the, house. The Like, I would assume the wet bandits that we know, the moment that they see there's a kid in there, they'd be like, well, fuck, no. Like, that's not what we're here to do. Yeah. Wish we could rob this house maybe next year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is off the market. Yeah. You would think. But no, they just escalate more and more and more. Like, more? What? <laughs> Why? You were getting just, like, you, you're going to have an M on your hand for the rest of your life. Yeah, your scalp is getting burnt off by a blowtorch. Yeah, like, you got a hole in your foot from stepping on a nail. Oh, man. At what point do you just go, nah? Not worth it. Not worth it. Because you become so obsessed on killing and cannibalizing <laughs> a child that... That's your life's obsession. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah, they get pretty intense, don't they? Yeah, they do. And it just, it doesn't make sense. Like, there's not, no, really. there's no, I mean, it makes sense because it, it makes the movie go. Yeah. But other than that, it's like, why? Why? Stop. Now, their shining moment is definitely in the, in the third act of the film where mm-hmm. this turns into a full on, uh, uh, Looney Tunes <laughs> movie mm-hmm. where within the course of maybe, I don't know. How long does that last kind of third act uh, trap scene last? Maybe about 20 minutes I'd say or about like 20 to 30 minutes. I made a it. list of the injuries that are compiled. Okay. We have them getting shot several times by BB guns. That's not fun, but... S- slipping on ice and falling. That could be fatal. Uh, a, a crowbar uh, hits one of them on the head when he that falls That also could cause some severe damage. An iron falling down a shaft and hitting him on the face. An iron that had recently been plugged in, so he yeah. also gets burns. Burned and concussion. Yeah. He gets his hand burnt, like you said, with the M. Mm-hmm. He steps on a nail with his feet covered in tar. Yeah. That, to me, was always just brutal. Yeah. The torch head thing, the glue and feather trap, stepping on those ornaments. Oof. Very brutal. Slipping on the micro machines and falling. Uh-huh. Paint cans. Paint cans could definitely kill you. Seriously, that. If those things are loaded, you would definitely die. Uh The wire trip. Yeah, which at Joe Pesci's age could have been fatal. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely so. And then also them falling against the house whenever the rope gets cut. Yeah. Just a a melee of violence and hysteria that is kind of... It's kind of slapsticky. It's kind of Looney Tunesy. It's kind of Three Uh Stoogesy. And it is so out of nowhere in this movie. He really, yeah. It's my favorite part of the movie, but like that's why I was saying that the the parts before it, it's just like what is it's just, it's just a all slapped together. Yeah. This is all making sense to me. But yeah, in comparison to everything that happened up to that point, yeah, I don't know why it happened. See, <laughs> it, it, dude, it's so funny to me because I like the first two acts of the movie better than the third act. Yeah. Like to me, it's like I love all the whole. What would a kid be doing at the house by himself? Mm-hmm. Even though it is just a series of just like skits and fucking goofs it, and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it really, really is. Like, there's yeah. a lot of stuff in there that like 
ultimately, does Kevin learn anything by slapping aftershave on his face? No. No. He or does the store, learn like, that no. if a child goes to a store and attempts to purchase something, everyone is amazed by it. Oh, man. That cashier is so suspicious of him. Yeah. I can tell you what. Having worked a cashier job and making shit for money, yeah. you don't fucking care who's you going to do it. You do not. If you do, you're damn. wasting your time. <laughs> like, if a dog goes through your line pushing a cart, sure, you're just whatever. like, whatever. Fucking mm-hmm. debit or credit. I don't fucking care. Have a good Move one, on. sir. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're a good boy. Get the fuck out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so to me, the first like two thirds of the movie are actually the better part. To me, like yeah. kind of once it gets into the third act, where it's just all like beat up the bad guys, it's just such a one note mm-hmm. thing to me. Yeah, that but it's fun. I mean, I remember as a kid really liking yeah. it. You know, because again, it's like he gets to beat up the grown ups, and he's a kid like Take me. Take that, grown ups. Yeah, exactly. So I remember liking when I was a kid, but now as a as a grown up, I watch it, and I'm like, oh man, this is just the part where it's just a bunch of you know, injuries. Pratt falls and injuries yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But I do think that this movie, our our youth mm-hmm. that we had watching Looney Tunes and stuff, and then watching this, definitely explains why we liked ECW so much when we got into our teenagers. Yeah, and Jackass. Yeah, absolutely yeah. so. Yeah. It's like I, I completely see Yeah. You. We just saw this stuff so much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you don't even think about because it, it wasn't until seeing it this time that I thought, like, oh man, a stuntman fell down those stairs, and they really did. Like, yeah, the, like the, no the harnesses or anything. No, yeah. like the budget and stuff on this was so low that those guys. Yeah, I mean, they were just asking us, like, yeah, slip on the ice and fall, and they'd do like a backflip and fall on their heads. Yeah, and fall on concrete. Like yeah. they weren't putting rubber mats down; they were no. just fucking doing this stuff. So, yeah, as an adult, I see it and I'm just like, oh, pain. That's yeah. got to hurt a lot. Yeah, exactly. But it, for some reason, it adds to it. It just makes it more funny. Yeah. <laughs> and there's amazing like, stuff. This kid is brutal. Like, he, he's like power bombing people through tables and shit. Yeah. ECW. ECW. <laughs> like, I want somebody to make a compilation of all the falls. I'm sure somebody's done this by now. All the falls and like hits and stuff that these guys take with yeah. like ECW chants and like you fucked up <laughs> chants and stuff. You fucked up. Yeah. I think this stuff completely uh, prepared us for being entertained by violence in our later years. Yeah. I'm pretty I sure. I would say that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> now, let me ask you a question about old man Marley. Oh, he's so sweet. Who, of course, is a important figure in this movie because as a kid... You're scared of old people, obviously. I was yeah. very scared of old people. What the hell's wrong with them? Why are they so old? Why do they have the beginnings of the marks of the stigmata? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what's happening with him? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm dead serious. Think about this. Uh-huh. So, one of the scenes in the movie, we were talking about this earlier uh-huh. today, whenever he goes into the drugstore and he slams his like hand down. Yeah. They specifically show you a shot that was filmed like under a pane of glass. Yeah. So you can see his the palm side of his hand going down, and you see it's wrapped in the bandage, and there's like blood in the center of his hand. Right. Where it's like leaked through the bandage. Uh huh. Later on in the movie, when they're in the church, and it it very specifically shows yeah a scene of him shaking Kevin's hand. So you see the back side of his palm. There's very a very awkward handshake, but yeah, he has a. On the back side of his palm. Yeah. So he must have a hole through his hand. Correct. Okay. <laughs> All right. So Why? He's a Jesus figure. So he's he's getting the, the marks of the stigmata. Hmm. Why? Okay. 
Also, he seems to have a lot of odd dealings with his son. Yeah, I, I'm, I, my question <laughs> for that is, what were they arguing about? Like, oh, man, it must it have been pretty hot, whatever it was. For real. Because his son was just like, no, nah, fuck this. I'm out. You'll never see me and my family again. He's like, I thought you were fucking Jesus. I thought you didn't take a wife. What the hell? What am I doing here? <laughs> you're the son of God? Whatever, you're my dad. Whatever, you're my dad. Yeah. I think that that's its own storyline somewhere. I would love to see that. Home Alone, what is it? Five now, I guess. Jesus Jr. Jesus Jr. (laughs) Jesus Marley Jr. The the story of Marley and his son, Jesus Jr., and their escapades. Yeah. (laughs) So, Old Man Marley is is definitely, again, an important character because as kids, we were so freaked out by old people. But then he, he learns to fucking... Oh, he's just a sensitive old guy with family issues yeah. like me too. I've heard theories that it's actually Kevin from the future. Blah blah blah. What? Yeah, there's dude. There's all kinds of crazy theories about this movie. Future Kevin. Yeah. All right, I can see that he comes back in time to help himself. Yeah, and there, there, there's all kinds of things about healing. Do you think the hole in his hand disappears? Like maybe it was an old uh, Home Alone injury. Oh shit! <laughs> like maybe. It, maybe if he didn't come along with the shovel and stop them, they would have stabbed him through the hand and it Ooh. wouldn't have healed. But now it, this yeah. I like. But this it starts like. healing as he helps. He's kind of like Cable going back in time uh-huh. and stuff. Yeah. Okay. I, could, I dig that. I'm on board with this. That's awesome. He bought, a, that. he bought a house in that neighborhood when it was still cheap. <laughs> you know? Because there's no way Marley could afford to live in that yeah, neighborhood. What did he used to do? What if we found out that like he used to be... like? A banker who like kicked people out of their home on Christmas Day yeah. and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because his name is is Marley. It's close to Marley and Marley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Though. I never thought about him being future Kevin. It's pretty fun. There's That's all kinds of weird idea, theories yeah. about this. Like there, there's theories that fucking John Candy is the devil. Huh. Okay, did you not did you not read up on any of that? No. So like right in that scene where Catherine O'Hara is in the. Uh, in the airport, and she's like, "Oh, I would, I would sell my soul to get to see my son tonight." And then he so shows up. He appears right there. Hmm. He's all dressed in yellow. There's hmm. a connection there to the the Yellow King, <gasps> like in True Detective and yeah. stuff. Which of course is like a, a ah, fuck. What was that? It was like a poem or something about yeah, the Yellow well, King. So, the devil. Yeah. And he shows up and he says, "I am the Polka King." Okay. But actually, he's the Yellow King. Okay. Yeah. There's okay. all there's all kinds of like silly theories about this movie that are that are actually really fun. There's stuff about like Frank orchestrated the whole thing. Like Frank that would was explain why with, he's so calm. Yeah, exactly. Like Frank was trying <laughs> to get like he hired the wet bandits to to kidnap Kevin or try to kidnap Kevin and all this kind of stuff. Uh-huh. There's, there's all kinds of fun theories about this movie that are <laughs> that are pretty I, neat. I would love if all of these things were true. Me too. Yeah, just <laughs> all of them. How awesome is John Candy in this, by the way? Uh, he's barely in it, but he definitely brings about as much adult comedy as there is in yeah. this. Well, yeah. apparently they had him for... They did all of his scenes in one day. Okay. One 23-hour long day. Jesus. Like, he was definitely doing, rocking some coke and stuff, for sure. Yeah. So they did all of his scenes in one filming day. And apparently most all of his dialogue and stuff was improvised. Like, all that stuff about him, like, leaving his kid with the corpse and stuff. Yeah, all improv. He was fucking awesome. John Candy was amazing. He was. He was a cool dude. Gone too soon. Yeah, a long, long ago. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a it's we've been a all while. we've all gotten past it, I think. Ah, speak for yourself, sir. <laughs> speak for yourself. Yeah, he was great in it. Um it, it really like it's a callback to playing strains and automobiles. Absolutely, when they're so. in the back of the truck and stuff. And there's yeah. even a callback to Uncle Buck when that Mitch yeah. kid from across the street is like asking the van driver, like, "Does this get good gas mileage? Does uh-huh. that four wheel drive?" Like, that's total Uncle Buck callback yeah. for sure. And that kid, what is his deal? Just going through people's bags? I don't fucking the know. Shit? I got no idea, man. man. Well, Ben. Yes. I think it's time to wrap up. Okay. We're almost at three hours here. What'd you think of the movie? I fucking adore this movie. Yeah. I love this movie. And especially now that like I can sympathize with this movie on a different level because I realize that this Christmas, as as I've mentioned uh, on our prior episodes where I've gotten my wishes, my Christmas wishes in the most twisted and demented ways yeah. of being like, oh man, fuck buying gifts for people. And then life was like, well, fuck you. You owe $4,000 on a vet bill and Damn. car repair bills and all that stuff. You won't get to buy gifts for anybody. I've realized that maybe I have Kevin's powers where he's like, I want my family to disappear. And then you get it and you're like, fuck, this kind of sucks. Man. Yeah. So that I, makes sense. You have Kevin McAllister powers. Yeah, exactly. Huh. Exactly. So, and now I'm realizing it kind of sucks. Like, this has been my one year of Christmas of, of really kind of being the Grinch. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'll do it again. Not a fan of it. Not a huge fan. Do you think, like, at any point in the past few days... Catherine O'Hara has bolted up out of bed and said, Ben! Eller! Eller! Might have. She's going to show up on Christmas Day. It's going to be cool, I bet. I bet She's so. a funny lady. Yeah, I'm a big fan of hers. I love this movie, man. I mean, like I said, as a kid, I, I watched it for all the childhood fantasy fulfillment stuff, and mm. it's just so goddamn Christmassy, even on a subliminal kind of level and stuff. Mm. Absolutely love it, man. And it's one that I've watched... I mean, every year since God knows when, man. Yeah. And I still love it. Everything about it. Especially mm. that soundtrack. Like, seriously, this movie with a different soundtrack. Yeah, it's not the it's same. It's nowhere near as successful. Mm. I fucking love this movie. It's a uh, it's a damn 10. It's a damn 10 for me. A I damn can't 10. Really, you know, I mean, like I said, even though the third act to me is, is just totally one note over mm. and over and over and again. I don't fucking care. I love it so much, man. <laughs> it's a great flick, and you can relate to it on different levels. As you as you age and progress along the journey of life, I think Ben. Yes, I'm gonna search in my pocket here for a little bit of change. Okay, because mm-hmm. I'm about to drop a dime. Oh shit! Ten. A tenner? Yeah. Holy I love shit! This movie. I've loved it since I was a kid. Always will. I'm. It, hey, keep the change, you filthy animal. Exactly. This on kid. our movie that we've fake filmed to be a part of this movie that's funny i really like that they made angels with filthy faces as just a movie in a movie yeah 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 yeah. um yeah like i uh connected so much with kevin as a little kid i really felt the same way and like now i can watch it and it just reminds me of when i was a kid yeah um and reminds me of of that mentality sure you know just how um how, how insignificant trying, you feel. Yeah, you and, feel like nobody cares, but you're yeah. at that age where you start to differentiate and you start to see yourself as an individual, yeah. but nobody else does. That's a great way to put yeah. it, yes. So, yeah, so you start fighting back and trying to get yourself noticed. And this is like his... This is where he becomes a person to them. Right. So they can all now know, like, well, Kevin's not helpless. 
What a cool guy. He's yeah. He he is not less incompetent. Yeah, exactly. He <laughs> is capable. He can handle himself. Um, and he's so a, they'll see him differently from he's now. He's a kid who is too freaked out to pack his own suitcase. Yeah. But knows how to lay improvised booby traps <laughs> all over his home. Respect. Well, I mean, he does have a mob boss for a dad. So. It's true. You know that map that it shows mm-hmm. of him like drawing out all of his traps and stuff? Right. Macaulay Culkin actually drew that. Oh, cool. Pretty dope. Yeah. Parting gift. Wow. I love it. I'm glad that you do, too. Yeah. It's awesome. It's a fantastic fucking movie, man. Mm-hmm. I will watch it forevermore. Maybe it's lost on like kids that watch it now. I'm sure that Probably, it is really because yeah. like there's just so much like well fucking use a cell phone fucking call you know yeah go to your neighbor's house fucking stop somebody on the street that has a cell phone yeah you know there's probably a lot of uh, time period stuff that makes this stuff appropriate for us but I'm glad that you take it Steve what are we gonna be talking about with these busters thirty next days week? of night thirty days of night I'm so excited to cover this because I know that this is one of those movies that like. Gets requested all the time. All the fucking time. Yeah. It seems like one of those ones that is just kind of generally viewed as being kind of middle of the road, but there's so many people that really love it. Yeah, and I've never seen the movie. I've, no, I've never I, seen it I either. I started watching it. My wife and I probably watched about 20 minutes of it. Kay. I was kind of digging it. I but love the we, premise. We had something to do. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to get to watch it and Me too. see if, if it's worth all the, the hype. Well, you guys tune into that next time. I hope you guys have had a wonderful Christmas uh, bullshitting with us and hearing us jibbing jabbing talking about all this crap so hopefully you guys have enjoyed it and this has brought some holiday cheer to your Christmas festivities I know that I've had a good time it's been a uh, more stressful than usual Christmas it's been a mm-hmm. very fucking long day for me so I really enjoyed just getting to sit down and, and shoot the shit and drink this delicious beer and chat with all Hollywood Steve that's me uh, if you guys want to check us out on the Twitter and Instagram, mm, you do at Dead Lovely Pod. Mm-hmm, you can find we us. have a Facebook group, Dead and Lovely Horror Group. Join us. Oh, and guess what? You can email us at Dead and Lovely Pod at Gmail dot com. No way. Wow. You yeah, guys be sure to rate and review on iTunes. Check out that YouTube channel that we have. All uh-huh. these things help us out, help us make a little bit of dough and show up on those search engines and stuff like that. So please do those things. Rate and review. That's all we want for Christmas. All I want for Christmas is iTunes reviews. Yeah. Yeah. Please That's go it. in there, rate and review. It just takes you a second, y'all. I want to get to 100 before the end of the year. We're almost there. It's like at 95 or 96 drop right now. Hundo. Man, please, you guys, go in there, drop us a review if you enjoy what you hear. I hope you guys are having a great Christmas or holiday of your choice season. We've had a good time here on Dead and Lovely. You guys have been fantastic. We have been Uncle Ben. And Hollywood, Steve. Oh, Lord of mercy. We'll be talking to you guys next week and uh, talking about our Christmas adventures together. So you guys be sure to tune in then. Thanks so much. Happy holidays. Bye-bye.